another week, another Talking Dirty. Oh! 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 This week, we break down the U.S. Open and the MLB Illegal Substances Part 3. Three weeks <laughs> going on now. It's crazy. Shit's flying everywhere. NHL, we got the semifinals slash conference finals. Then in the NFL, we have uh, players coming out. In the NBA, we have Ben Simmons leaving. <laughs> and then, hashtag free Alex Caruso. <laughs> Over in pop culture, we got a new Suicide Squad trailer for movies, for TV. We got a ton of shows to break down, including Bad Batch, Loki, Rick and Morty. We didn't see Dave yet, but that's on our radar. And then, of course, James of the Week. So with that, take it away, Ryan. Dude, this is going to be a great episode. <laughs> There's yeah, so yeah. many funny So much. Um, before we get into it, though... Uh, if you support us, support this podcast, support DJ Sports, you should buy a koozie. They're only $7 a piece. Help us out uh, insanely. Uh, insanely uh, I can't speak right now. It'll help us out a lot. Um, they're blue and they're orange. They have our logo on it. They help us keep the lights on. So definitely hit us up if you want a koozie. They're pretty sweet, too. Yeah. I mean, on top of helping us out, you, you get a sweet koozie. So definitely go check that out. And with that being said, let's get into it. Yeah. Before we get into it, Ryan, how you doing, man? Dude, great. On the way here. Yeah? I, I stopped at Red Bull. Yeah? I saw this chick with the sweetest shirt on. What? It, what was it? The pack said, like, I got crabs from Dirty Dicks Crab Out. Dirty Dicks. Dude, it was so funny. That, I, that's all I have to say. That's it? That's it. Just that's all on that? That's all I got to say. Start <laughs> this podcast. How about you, man? Uh, I'm moving tomorrow, man. I got to pack up all my shit tonight. Last day in the studio. Yeah, last day in the studio, it's moving east side, Monroeville bound. Nice. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a blast. But, uh, all right. Well, with that, let's get into all, it. All 94 episodes were here. Uh, damn, it would have been nice if we had 100 here. I know, six more weeks. Come on, let's move, <laughs> move the moving bit. Push, tell push, it, push it back. Call the landlord. Call Jared <laughs> Landlord up and yeah, tell Jared, Many people know about Jared Landlord. Yeah, dude. Hit up Jared Landlord and be like, yo, we got six more weeks. He's not the best landlord because he kind of just sends his kid in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night to like break in and like you know just make sure the house. All right, is we, good. we gotta stop talking about this before <laughs> someone gets in trouble. <laughs> All right, well let's get into it. First up, miscellaneous sports. So the U.S. Open. Yes. Did you watch it? No, no, I did not. I, I just got a lot of shit going on. I feel that man. <laughs> so uh, this past weekend it was at Torrey Pines, which is in San Diego. Um, sorry. Um, I'm looking up the final scores, but anyway, and going into the last day, it's the only day I really watched it. I was at work. It's Father's Day. I was at work. Then I came home, watched yeah. with my dad. Um, there was a lot of people in it in the last day. The whole really? like, top five were were like a stroke or two back from the lead. Fair enough. Uh, but literally the last round, everyone, almost everyone, fell apart. <laughs> like Bryson DeChambeau was leading at one point in the last round. Ugh. I think he finished. I'm, looking, I'm, I'm pulling up the scores right now. I'm pretty sure he finished in like 26. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he tied for 26. That's a fall from grace, man. And he was in the lead at minus five, like after the front nine. That's wild. Um, and he ended, what was the 26 playoffs? Like, what do you mean? What like was his the final score? score? Yeah. 
He was minus five. And then Plus three. Jesus Christ. Yeah, eight shrimp swing in the last, like, nine. That's holes. like a bogey on almost half the course. No, absolutely. It's eight points, and he was in, he had, like, nine holes to go. Yeah. That's just wild. Um, I, I Brooks Kepka was up there, and then he fell off, and he stayed in the top five. So, like, he finished top Man. five. Rory was up there, and he finished with minus one. Um, Sheffield was up there, he finished minus one. But ultimately, who really blew it was Luis Uzion, Azina, I don't know. But he was at minus six all day. Yeah. And I think on 17, he dropped a stroke. And John Rahm, because this guy was in the last pairing, John Rahm already finished, and he finished the last two holes with the most insane putts ever for Birdie both to get into minus six. Yeah. And, that, and he eventually won. But the other guy just literally, all he had to do was get part of the last two holes and he got a bogey, I think, on 17. Damn. That yeah. Hurts. That hurts. But good for John Ramos. He, he obviously won. Um, good for him, especially because the last couple like a couple weeks ago, he was leading that one tournament, mm-hmm. and they pulled him because of COVID, when, like, going into the last yeah, day. Yeah. So, so it it's a lot better to win the U.S. Open and then whatever tournament that was. That wasn't even like a big name. Yeah. it was Obviously, it wasn't a major, but it wasn't even like a... It was like one of the waste managements. Well, waste management, as I say, even like... <laughs> it was like a, a good tournament to win. But still, regardless, John Rob won. I'm glad for him. I usually cheer for Americans, not to be a total like, nationalist. Mm. But usually when the U.S. Open, I cheer for uh, someone from the U.S. to win. Yeah, I'd say me too. But uh, the only two people I'll ever like be okay with is John Rahm and Rory McIlroy. Where's John Rahm from? Uh, Spain. Spain, okay. Mm. And then Rory's uh, Northern Ireland. No, Northern Irish. He's Irish? Yeah, he's Northern Ireland. I always thought he was like a New Zealand, Australia kind of guy. No. Huh. How about that? No, sir. He's a, he's, a little, he's a little Irish guy. I guess Rory, that's a very... McElroy? Yeah, I guess. It's <laughs> yeah, a very Irish sense. name. Yeah, that adds up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good for John Rob. Light bulb. <laughs> but all right, let's take it over to the MLB. So the, Diamond, uh, the Diamondbacks and their 17-game losing streak after beating the Brewers. Yeah, real quick, just a spoiler. The, next, the top two headlines I threw in there because... The Pirates suck, but at least these two headlines are the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, so the Diamondbacks, they had their their losing streak is at 17, and I think their road losing streak was even longer. Mm. They were I think too shy of the longer. longest losing streak ever. Yeah, Diamondbacks <laughs> were bad. <laughs> then the uh, Cubs for Pirates, Javier Baez, uh, the same guy who tricked the Pirates with the rundown a few weeks back, forgot how many outs there were and ran from first to third on a flyout by Rizzo thinking there were already two outs, when in reality there was only one, and the inning ended. And with an easy double play. Baez was pulled in that game. Yeah, so he's up first. Rizzo smacked one to the outfield, high pop. And when there's two outs, you just run for it. If there's an error, maybe you can get a run out mm-hmm. of it. Um, but when there's one, you always have to tag up to yeah. start running. He thought there was two, so he just started booking <clears> it. <throat> and he's already at third by the time like <laughs> the ball, like the, everyone realized, like, oh shit. He didn't tag up, so he just threw it, like, easy throw in first to get the double play. Like, everyone was shocked, even, like, the announcers. I saw the game, like, footage of, like, the announcers broadcast, and it, it was like, wait, whoa, whoa, what, what's happening? What? <laughs> like, he's, like, freaking out. Because I guess he forgot, too, because Javier Baez was gone. Um, yeah, that was a very Pirate-esque play, which serves him right for doing the Pirates dirty a couple weeks back. Yeah, karma's a bitch. Karma mm-hmm. is a bitch. Uh, the Padres pitcher, Yu Darvish, is the quickest pitcher to reach... 1,500 strikeouts. He did so in 197 games, passing Randy Johnson, who did it in 206 games, and Garrett Cole, who did it in 212 games. Yeah, what? That's wild. 
Good Padres, right? Slam Diego, dude. Yeah, Slam Diego got... It's like Happy learned how to putt. <laughs> Slam Diego got some pitches. Um, yeah, dude, Irish, that's sick. And then Shohei Otani ties the MLB lead for home runs with 23, with a new career high of 23. Yeah, um... He's a beast. He's that for if you forgot, he's that pitcher who just mm. booms the ball. Yeah. And I think he did accept his ticket to the Hammer Derby. Gotcha. <laughs> so he's going to be in the Hammer Derby. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Joey Votto got tossed in his game against the Padres on Saturday. He was arguing a close strike three call, but it was funny because he got tossed and he stayed out there yelling for like a few minutes afterwards. How if I sent to you or not? But it was very funny because. <laughs> Basically, it was a check swing. It was a very close call. For check swings, you can if you stop before the end of the home plate, yeah, it's, then you're safe. Mm-hmm. If you go past it, you're it's out. A it's a strike, yeah. <laughs> um, they checked it. They said no, and he started like leaving. But he's like pissed, and they started arguing, and then he got tossed. So he got more angry, and he was just out there. And even the announcers were like, he's been out here a while. Like, he got tossed like a couple minutes ago. He's just standing by the ump like, you piece of shit. Dude, like, it, it was literally wild. Like, they kept holding him back. Ear, like, People kept getting between him, and he was like, just swim move him and get back in this guy's <laughs> face. Um, I think after the game, though, he signed a ball for a kid, and he put, sorry, I left the game so early. Sorry the umpires suck. Yeah, literally, he was like, I'm sorry I left the game so early. Like, wasn't like, sorry for my behavior, sorry for this. Like, he's sorry like that the umpire Sorry I got kicked out. Yeah. The umpires started to check for illegal substances. Uh, they checked uh, DeGrom everywhere, including under his belt. That's the first one that got checked. Um... <laughs> But we're about to get another checking headline, but before we get into that, mm-hmm. Rob Manford came out like right before we started recording, and they asked, someone asked him how he feels about the protocols so far, and, and he said, as of right now, it's going pretty well. Now, I'm going to the exact quote. It's very Manford-esque, where he said, the first few days have gone very well. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's a dog <laughs> in the burning house. It's, it's like Kevin Bacon at the end of Animal House. <laughs> Please remain calm. <laughs> Everything is fine. <laughs> That's really what it is. Mm. People are getting pissed. Right before we also started recording, I saw a picture got his glove confiscated because it's too light of a shade of color. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? Dude, the MLB's in shambles. They, they just always come out with these rules because they, like, they have to jump the gun on it. Yeah. But, like, they have no definition to it, so it's all chaos. No, yeah. The players are pissed. The umpires are probably pissed, but they got to do what they're paid to do. And because of it, every all the fans are pissed. Absolutely. And this is something that has been going on for a while. They won't be yeah. new about for a while, mm-hmm. as you said. And as we said, this is kind of a PR move to implement all this stuff. You can just still do a PR move and say we're doing it next year. Yeah, exactly. And you can't, you don't do it in the middle of like at the end of June. You don't yeah. just throw it in there randomly. Mm-hmm. And all it's doing is a lot of the things that MLB has been doing, like a lot of the stuff Manfred's been trying to do to make – uh, the change to the rules of baseball has been in favor of like making it more enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Nothing's enjoyable about three times in a game um can stop the game for like five minutes to <laughs> check this dude's like belt. Like that's stupid. Man for hey, your paid- gloves off color, man. What's going on there? Dude, the man gets paid eleven million dollars a year to literally just ruin baseball. <laughs> that's insane to me. Like imagine getting paid eleven million dollars to suck at your job. Like that'd be sweet. Yeah. Like, imagine true. your job. You just go in and do a half-ass and make the company worse. And you're like, oh, here's $11 million. Good job. <laughs> like, Thanks. <laughs> like, he needs he needs out. Manfred needs out. Then uh, Max Scherzer is pissed about it. The Phillies manager requested the umps to check uh, mid-inning, and he was yelling really towards the uh, dugout and dropping his glove, hat, 
and literally started like unbelt, unbuckling his belt to pull down his pants and be like, "Look, I'm clear." Yeah, like it's wild. Like the video is wild. Like he. So uh, what happens with that is like, I think each team gets each manager gets to say, "Hey, check him." Yeah, uh, twice a game, I think. Mm-hmm. And he already got checked, and this is the third time he got checked in one game because Philly's manager Gerard yeah. made him do it again. And the whole time, like Scherzer's looking at him like, "What are you fucking serious?" <laughs> and then he just drops everything. Uh, and then, actually, I think later, Gerard got tossed back in for something unrelated. So, that's, nice. once again, karma. Yeah, karma. Uh, Vlad Jr. Judge. Or, Vlad Jr. Judge won't participate in home no. run. Uh, it might be a typo. Oh, you're good. Yeah, uh, Vlad, Jr. Vlad Jr. said he won't participate in home run derby. Yeah. And Otani will, which we already mentioned. And Aaron um, Judge. Oh, and Aaron Judge, yeah. yeah. Aaron Judge yeah, and Vlad Jr. both said they're not <laughs> going to be doing the home run derby. But Otani's in. I don't know who else is in as of right now. Otani. I don't even know when the break is. It's usually in July, like first week. Of yeah, it's coming July. up. So it's the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I know the All-Star voting is coming down like to the wire where Adam Frazier from the Pirates, the guy who won't be in our team after the trade deadline, Yeah. Um, he's, I think, in second place for starting second baseman. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, he's hitting like 330 or something. Yeah, he's like hitting 330 right now. He's doing very well. So, if you're a Pirates fan, we suck, but if we can get it, Frazier in the All-Star game would be sweet. I mean, every team gets an All-Star. It's stupid, dude. <laughs> I do hate that rule, where every team gets one. Yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Like, for, for a while there, they just threw in, like, a random reliever from us. Like, all right, mm. he, he could be the guy, because yeah. everyone else sucks. <laughs> like, uh, uh, Grilly, Jason Grilly. Yeah, Grilly, yeah, the, the, the grilled <laughs> yes. cheese. The grilled cheese was definitely in there before. They just always threw him in. The Shark Tank Mark Melanson was definitely in there. Uh, I'm pretty sure the pedophile... Uh, Vasquez was in there a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I fucking, I fucking hate the Pirates. But uh, anything last minute for MLB? No, that's it. Manford. Fire Manford. Hashtag Fire Manford. All right, let's take it over to NHL. So uh, so Canada is going to be legalizing sports betting. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Great um, for the NHL. That's great for the NHL. I mean, that's pretty much like the biggest sport, obviously, is the biggest sport in Canada. Mm-hmm. But like, as of like, Professional sports, that's the league they have the most uh, teams in. So, like, well, it, it'd be like compare. It'd be like if they opened up football betting for the U.S. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like it's that big in Canada. Exactly. So that'll be huge for them. That'll be a huge money market for them. Um, I think it's just single game betting, which I don't know what that means one hundred percent. But I'm assuming you can't do like futures, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Like you but only can bet like it's the pre. The Canadians are going to win this game. You Give know? it a year; it'll be all in. Um, and then the new Rangers head coach, Gerard Gallant, said the Rangers are ready to, to, quote, take a big step, quote, next season. Yeah. Um, duh. I mean, they didn't have to bring in a new head coach to figure that out. <laughs> like, like they, look, I've said it a million times, the Rangers are the youngest team in the league and they still would have been a playoff spot if the divisions and conferences were normal this year. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're ready to take a big step. <laughs> And then uh, Rick Tocchik is uh, on the short list for the Kraken head coach job. Tocchik coached for uh, the Coyotes for four seasons, helping their helping the team to the first playoff berth since 2019, in 2019 and 2020, since 2011 to 2012. And I think he was just the coach for the Canada's Worlds at one. So, like, mm. he, he's a solid – I mean, as a going-to-be Kraken fan, me uh, – he, I think he'd be a great head coach to bring in for the team's first coach. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, the Coyotes captain Oliver Ekman Larson 
is on the trade block. He, he's he's great. Um, that sucks for the Coyotes because he's a very very solid player. But at the same time, the Coyotes kind of suck. So like, yeah, yeah, they need to rebuild anyways. They can probably get a decent amount of picks for him or some young prospects. And then the Canucks hire the Sedin twins as the special advisors to the GM. The Sedin twins, twins. The Sedin yeah. sisters, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine just, like, hiring one of them, like Henrik, and it's like, no, my brother has to be hired, too. Or they just parent, or a package or deal. Or they parent trap him. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's like every day it's a different one showing <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, uh, I When I read this, like, it was the title, Super Special Advisors to the GM, I just saw, like, Assistant to the Regional Manager. Mm-hmm. Like there's, that's it's just like a, a title. It's just a big name, two big names in the Sedin sisters to bring in. Then the Islanders GM Lou Lamorello is the winner of the 2020 to 2021 Jim Gregory GM of the Year award. Makes I mean, sense. they 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 made a lot of great moves at the deadline that mm-hmm. like got them to where they are now in like the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Whether they don't they win or not, we'll find out. We'll get into the playoffs next. However. They brought a, a bunch of good players in at the deadline that, that can definitely ch- change the tides of their mm-hmm. uh, of their season. So over to the playoffs. So the Lightning are up three to two on the Islanders. Game five, the Lightning blew them out, won eight to nothing. Dude, I, of course, I bet on the Islanders that game. Too. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I might have jinxed them. That's why I bet on bet on them tonight. That tonight could be their last game. Uh, Braden Point is killing it. He has an eight game streak with a goal. The second all-time longest streak. Uh, also, he joins Gretzky and Lemieux as the only players in the NHL postseason history to have 12-plus goals in back-to-back postseasons. Uh, so, two quick things. One, this this if, it, if the Lightning won tonight, this will be the last night in the Coliseum for the Islanders, mm-hmm. which is their home stadium. Um, but two, Braden Point is easy. If they the Lightning win, which I don't want them to win at all, they will. if they win, then Braden Point's gonna be Conn Smythe winner. Like he's having an insane playoffs mm-hmm. this year, and he, obviously he, from the stats you just read, he had an insane playoff last year too. So like, it's he, it, you might as well if the Lightning win, he's getting it. There's no, not gonna be a debate to that. Then the Canadians are up three to two, headed back to Canada. In Game Three, Flurry had a gaff playing the uh, puck off the boards right into the Canadians' forward Josh Anderson, who scored the tying goal unguarded to send the game into overtime. Wild to think that they can close things out if they beat the Knights. I'm all in on the Montreal train. Absolutely, you are. Absolutely. I mean, ah. I mean, if the Lightning win, I'm on the Montreal train. Yeah, they they, they have been playing out of their mind this playoffs. Carey Price is standing on his head. Didn't I say Montreal and uh, Tampa Bay? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's not over. It's 3-2, 3-2. However, it's, yeah, but I, it's funny too, the Flurry gaff, the game three, mm-hmm. is an awful play. And the next uh, day in warm-ups or practice or whatever, um, they they gave Flurry the same scenario and he played it right this time. And as soon as he did it, he like went back to the, uh, the crease one. <laughs> um, I think the game after Lanier started, Robin Lanier started, mm. uh, but Flurry should be starting tomorrow. I, I think he's expected to. Um, I think he started last game too. I'm gonna double check that. But regardless, I hope Flurry. But uh, anything for NHL? No. Go uh, Islanders. Go Knights. But if they lose, I'm all for the the Canadian strain. So it's number one for you, Golden Knights, number two, Islanders, and then number three, Canadians? Uh, no, I'd probably go Knights one, Canadians two. So whoever wins the West. Yeah. Okay. But I'd rather the Islanders beat the Lightning. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I fucking hate the Lightning. <laughs> 
I just I don't want to deal with a Stanley Cup Islanders team. You know? I, I'd rather do that than I'd have, another, have to live with that for a year. I'd rather have that than have another back-to-back team after we did it. True, but the Lightning. Are it takes away from what we did. And the Lightning kind of cheated the system. They definitely so cheated the system. So the NHL system. will probably change the rules if they win. Oh, yeah. I and mean, they cheated the system with Kucherov. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not there. But you can't blame them as a loophole that they took advantage yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. I would like do the like when does it in the NFL. Exactly. Like, uh, what are you going to do? But I hate the Lightning because there's a kid we went to college with. Um, he's my age. You probably didn't know him. He wasn't like KDR or anything. But my friend Curtis, he grew up in Pittsburgh, and he's one of those guys who don't like Pittsburgh fan, like sports teams for no reason. <laughs> worst, like his first, he likes the Texans in football. Why? Because the first <laughs> game he ever went to was Steelers versus Texans. And he's like, fuck the Steelers. I'm cheering for the Texans. Uh, the first, the MLB team he roots for is the Rockies because the first time he had an MLB <laughs> show game, it was the Rockies on the cover. And he cheers for the uh, Lightning because LeCavier was on the cover of NHL first time he were at NHL. Yeah. So he's just an idiot. He's just, for some reason, he just thinks it's funny to, like, be from Pittsburgh, live in Pittsburgh, and be like, I don't like Pittsburgh teams. Ha ha. Yeah, he's like one of those like that hipster car or something. Exactly. Yeah, he just tries to be different. Shit. But, uh, all right, let's take it over to NFL. Leading off to so the big news of the week, Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib comes out as uh, gay via social media. He also announced that he will be donating $100,000 to the Trevor Project, which is suicide prevention for LGBTQ plus youth. Uh, his jersey sales spiked to number one over the past few days since his announcement. Um, good for the guy. Yeah, so I just want to get this out of the way before I say something. Uh, one, it's amazing he did that for the Trevor Project. Um, I think him doing that made a lot of other people donate to the Trevor Project recently, which just helps, like, yeah, LGBTQ plus youth to make sure like they don't. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, if people were struggling and suicidal or trying to commit suicide, that's like a hotline just for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I think it's great that he came out one for his own self, so he can be more comfortable with as with himself. Yeah, but, uh, it also gives youth LGBTQ plus individuals uh, someone to look into. Like, oh my god, this guy's on like the top stage for sports in America right now. Yeah. And he's totally cool with like being out. So I should be okay being myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but third thing I want to say about this is, uh, I thought it was kind I kind of thought it was funny the way he did it. Where he was so nonchalant, his video. Yeah. He's like, Hey guys, it's Carl Nassib here. I'm yeah, at my house in Westchester. And I just want to say I'm gay. It was yeah. like, so like, I like, yeah, was like, oh, I'm okay. all for it. But I thought the delivery of it was so funny how he said it. <laughs> it was like, so nonchalant. Like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm gay. It's like a big, like, yeah, he did a big thing. His video is, like, helping youth and like, donating to this and doing that. And he just said so nonchalant, like, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's such a football bro way to do it, which is I thought was funny. I wonder if the NFL is going to have to, like, make some, uh, like, rule ch- I don't know, because, like, obviously, like, if there's, like, you know, hate speech on the field. Yeah. But, like, I wonder if they're going to have to, like, do something, like, in writing, unless they already have it. But I'm sure they already have it for certain... Yeah. Other things like uh, race issues or something like that, mm-hmm. like you know, supply to here. Yeah, just apply it here. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think I think we're in the point of society where players won't like. Eh. I mean, eh. you're gonna have some people. You're gonna have your Riley Coopers. You're gonna have the Riley Coopers, but I don't know. I like. I'm thinking of basketball because my mind is basketball. Remember when Magic Johnson had AIDS and Carmelo was like, I'm not going to play with him. He can't sweat on me. <laughs> We've evolved way past that society yeah, where, like, it's, it's like there's no lineman going to line up against him and be like, I'm going to catch the gay. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, however, I did hear someone say they can see, like, a full, I, I forget who it was, but like an ex-football player or something like that, mm-hmm. that 
you could see people like chirping him in the trenches. Yeah, that's right. Just I mean. to try to get into his head. Yeah. Like, yeah. Won't, whether they, they actually mean it malicely or not, like, mm. it's, they think it might happen. Yeah, and, like, when there's a team that's down, like, four touchdowns, playoff game, mm-hmm. someone, something's going to be said. Absolutely. For I'm, sure. I'm, obviously, this team will have his back, though. I think there's a someone on the Raiders, mm-hmm. like, a D-back, I want to say, yeah. like, tweeted me, like, way to go, my guy, or something like that. I, I know yeah. John Gruden's been super yeah, supportive. Yeah, all, all, the, all the teams have been supporting him, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm sure the league's going to support him on paper, but, of course, people are messed up, so I yeah. can see what you're saying. Um, and then free agent wide receiver Golden Tate has a wish list. <laughs> Apparently, he's good enough to get that. So the wish list includes the Titans, no shit. Absolutely. <laughs> the Rams, no shit. Absolutely. And the Colts, which I actually like the Colts. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I mean that'd be good weapons for Carson to add around. I mean, him. I mean, you get Ty Stan, Golden Tate, plus uh, Pittman. Pittman. Yeah, and they don't they have a good? Isn't Doyle their tight end? Yeah, he's pretty yeah. solid. Um, solid offense. Yeah, and we don't know what's going to go on with the Texans. Obviously, they'll be like bottom of the league probably. I honestly, this might be a hot take. I think if you guys the Titans, that's just too many mouths to feed. That it might not work. Um, I just I. I don't think it wouldn't work. I just think he wouldn't get anything and he'd get mad and leave. Yeah, that's why. That's what I kind of you know. Too. Yeah, not that it wouldn't work, but they would. They just wouldn't feed him. Yeah, there'd be <laughs> some little drama there. Yeah, exactly. Um, for the Rams, that'd work. Did you see what um, McVeigh said about Stafford? Yeah, he's like he's a bad he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, but like of course, <laughs> Stafford's always been. He's yeah, just he's been just on like, a shitty team. Yeah, he just hasn't had like the limelight because he's been in Detroit. But after that quote, I'm thinking about taking the Rams on a future. I mean, that's not a bad move. So me and my one, me and my three friends from high school, we have a group message. And I'll this take year, you going to the Super Bowl. This year we're doing a thing where we're all going to, like, I think, maybe put money into a pot. Mm. And the one guy's just going to use that pot to bet <clears throat> of one team every single week. And we're debating on which teams. And I'm, I told him, dude. Like, games. that's a guarantee win? Like, we're just going to stick to one team and follow the entire season. Oh, okay. And just bet them every single game. And, and by the end of the season, we're trying to pick a team where every, by the end of the season, we're going to have our money like up. Okay. Uh, and I'm hardcore pushing for the Rams. One person said the Chiefs. That's Their lines are going to be yeah, so favorable gonna, that you're not going to make it. The Rams money. will be favorable, too. But I, I think there's a lot of games, like in-division games, where it's going to be low, a tighter spread. Or, and there's other games. We looked at we looked at uh, the schedule. I can't. I don't know off the top of my head. But there's like a lot of matchups where they're going to be – yeah, it's gonna be clear favorites, but a lot of matchups where they look like Call, they can win. Yeah, and it's but it's gonna be a tight spread. Call me crazy. I might choose the Vikings in that kind of action. Yeah, I mean, there. I, I think we talked we talked about the Vikings. Or like, they, they won't be a favorable line, mm-hmm. and I think there will be a playoff lock. Yeah, that I think we talked about the Vikings or the Bears, one of the two. Mm-hmm. About Bear, the Bears, the, such like a. Flip of the coin. Yeah, you know, if like, Aaron Rodgers leaves that division. That's wide open. Then then the Bears or Vikings might win that division. But I don't know if you can say the Bears can just automatically win that division. Because I the mean, Bears just always trip over themselves. I know, but Andy Dalton or Justin Fields is better than yeah, what no, they had last year. Their defense is still top in the league. But something always happens. That's Bears. true, though. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we're also looking at the teams that don't play the Steelers, so we want mm-hmm. to root against the Steelers. <laughs> Which the Bears do. That whole division does. Speaking of the Vikings, though, rookie defensive lineman Jalen Ta- Twyman 
He was shot four times while visiting his family in Washington, D.C. Jesus. Yeah. He's expected to make a full recovery, though. But he could be out, like, a couple of weeks at the beginning of the season. Do you know who that is? He was the rookie they drafted. Yeah, he's from Pitt. Oh, really? He, he was in class with me. Really? I had class with this Jesus. guy. Damn, dude. Oh, yeah, I hope he's all right. Well, yeah, he's expected to make a full recovery. Because so. I didn't... Um, I didn't hear about the story, but I, but I know who that is. Yeah, and they didn't mention that like anybody else like was fatally hurt. That's, that sucks. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good dude. That's DC, man. There's there's tons of crime in DC. So he, that the one class I had had a bunch of football players in it. Mm-hmm. Like almost the entire pit, like stars were in that class. Yeah, and he was the only one who'd actually show up to every class. Good for him. Like, good and for everyone him. would skip all the time. He would show up like five minutes late. And the teacher would roast him a little bit. He'd have no books, but he'd still sit down and he'd raise his hand and participate the whole time. Or he was the flunky that like got chosen by the pit team that was like, "Hey, you actually got to stay though. You actually, yeah, you, you actually, actually got to go. go to class. Yeah, tell us what they talk about. Yeah, <laughs> no, that sucks, dude. I didn't even know you got shot. Mm-hmm. Damn. And then, um, yeah, that's all I have for NFL. Nothing much. We're in the cold days of the NFL. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, the Madden cover. Yeah. Yeah, it was Brady and Mahomes. I didn't even write it down, but I remember the odds were like 12 to 1 or 13 to 1. For both of them? For both of them, yeah. And I was like, I was, I saw it and I was like, there's no way. I, right after it got announced. So I didn't even put it down like when we talked about it last week. Yeah, right after it got announced, they said they should have had, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and DeAndre Hopkins to recreate the Paul Molu. Uh, Larry Fitz cover. Wow. That's never going to happen. That makes sweet. Nah, they're not big enough yet. I mean, they're big, but like... They're both young. They're, they're not legends. Young. Like the, At the time, Larry Fitz they, and Troy yeah, were, they were legends. Both legends. They're locked Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe down the road. Maybe down the Definitely. road. Definitely. Or you swap it. That'd be kind of cool, too. If they had like a, a stud safety or something. Yeah, but... But they got rid of their guy. And we don't have... And we don't really have a stud wide receiver, yeah. yeah. Juju... <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, alright, let's take it over to NBA. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. Alright, NBA. Uh, we are in the conference finals. We're currently, it's about to be the Hawks-Bucks game one tip-off. But we will get into playoff talk in a little bit here. To start off, the first headline is the 12-man Olympic roster is announced. Okay. Give us gold already. Well, yeah, I mean, you, we can put the bench in. Oh, uh, yeah. We'd be fine. So, actually, I won't get to the Philly talk. Uh, I have a clip saved. Mm. But right before the clip I have saved, we talk about the Olympics like last year. Yeah. <laughs> Not last year, but like before it got canceled. Mm-hmm. We'll come about the next one. Anyway, uh, the team consists of KD. Win. Damian Lillard. Double win. Bradley Beal. Triple win. Jason Tatum. Yeah. Devin Booker. Yep. Zach Levine. Yeah. Kevin Love, yeah. Bam Adebayo, nice. Jermon Green, Drew Holiday, nice. Chris Milton, and Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant. He got the, he's the last spot. Yeah. Um, some notable people who didn't want to do it last week. We talked about how um, Jimmy Butler didn't want to do it. We talked about LeBron, obviously, all them like AD and them. Um, a recent one that just got taken off, which actually Jeremy Grant took his place, was Chris Paul. So he originally said he'd do it. Yeah. And then he said last second, I, I'm not going to do it. And well, same I mean, with Harden. Just... Same with Harden. Harden was originally in, 
And then after his, like, hamstring injury he's still covering, he's like, I'm just going to take the summer off. Yeah, and, like, honestly, CP3 is, like, kind of up there in age. Plus, he just had COVID. Plus, the Suns might go deep. So. Yeah. Might go all the way. So, yeah. it, he'll, he probably will want the extra rest time that he can get. Also, Pop is going to coach a team on, like, Coach K. Oh, okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, – one second. Um, yeah, so that's the Olympic team. Uh, we're obviously, we're going to win. Next headline we teased in the intro. Free our boy Alex Caruso. Yeah, dude, free him. It's bullshit. So Alex Caruso yesterday, I believe, was arrested <laughs> by Texas A&M police. Uh, on police. a yeah, campus police campus on a police. misdemeanor of possession of marijuana. Don't don't give them Texas A and M police. I mean, that's, that's campus, campus police. police. Yeah, campus police busted Alex Caruso. <laughs> there is a mugshot floating around, which is funny. I mean, it's not a eight year old Alex Caruso. It's not even like a funny picture. It's just like funny because Alex Caruso <laughs> got busted for weed. Yeah. Um, I saw a meme where it was just uh, Davis Caldwell Pope saying, "This is Alex Caruso next year." Because remember, a couple years ago, he was. Uh, uh, on house arrest, and he got released every time the Lakers had a home game. Do you remember that? <laughs> Wait. Catavius uh, Caldwell. Yeah, KCP. Okay. He was on house arrest for three months, and then that three <laughs> months, he was, like, work release, allowed to go to home games for the Lakers and play. That's it. That's hilarious. Uh, that's me, Alex Caruso. He, the only time they, he can play is when they're in Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it's funny because um, the one I saw, what state's still resting? A basketball player, a professional basketball player for marijuana. And yeah. then the other thing was, who's arrested a white guy for marijuana? Yeah. I mean, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, police is, dude. Yeah, it's so funny. Oh, another thing I saw too was someone said, What's Alex Cruz doing on, at AM with weed? And then someone else responded, What do you think? He's trying to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, uh, he's a basketball player on a college <laughs> campus. He can get anyone he wants. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was a funny one. He probably has to sell the basketball player thing. No one believes him. He probably has to, like, stand by a basketball hoop. And then they're like, so, like, what's your deal? Like, oh, I'm a basketball player. He has his Wikipedia page <laughs> on his phone. Yeah, like, like preloaded. Like. <laughs> Check this out. Because there's on. no way, like, someone in college right now would either A, like a college chick would either A, recognize Alex Caruso as a basketball player, yeah. or B, believe that a guy that looks like Alex Caruso is a basketball player. Uh, uh, NBA champion. NBA champion, yeah. That's yeah. also true. That's yeah, funny. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of any other funny memes. I saw one where some white dude in prison was uh, smoking people in the ba- like, uh, prison yard like basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Caruso next year. Um, yeah, it's just funny. Obviously, he's not in jail anymore. Yeah, he that, that's that, that's a misdemeanor. He's fine. Um, anyway, Mavericks uh, decided to part ways with head coach Rick Carlisle. Yeah, um, it's a mutual it's part, uh, but that just furthers the Lucas piss. Lucas definitely pissed. Yeah. I mean. The GM that drafted him gone. Mm-hmm. The head coach who had his entire career before gone. Mm-hmm. Like he he's not gonna he's not gonna stick around much longer. I don't think. Nah, nah, he's gonna be gone after this year. Uh, absolutely. I mean, he is set to sign an extension this summer. Let's see if he actually signs it. He no, said he he's gonna sign it. He won't. But we'll see. Because I I don't know if I was him. I'd do that right now. Lots of players say they're gonna sign it and don't. Yeah. Um, Mike D'Antoni has a second interview with Portland through the head coaching job, and apparently Becky Hammond also is still in the running as one of the finalists for the head coaching job. I don't think Mike D'Antoni would be a bad shot for that. I mean, Becky Hammond obviously would be great, but... Yeah, I mean, you're basically... I don't think D'Antoni's like a, a total miss there. 
Uh, I think if it's Becky Hammond and Mike D'Antoni, you got to go Becky Hammond. She's yeah. uh protege of Pop. So, like, there's mm-hmm. there's, there's no way that she's going to suck under her. You know what you're going to get with D'Antoni. D'Antoni, yeah, you know it's going to be all offense. Dame's going to shoot a billion threes. Mm-hmm. And it's all about offense. And no defense whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> so with Becky Hammond, you're going to be – that's more of a long-term yeah. fill, you know. Uh, Mike D'Antoni, you get him if you think – that the team you have is still good enough to compete for a title. Mm-hmm. Becky Hammond's the coach you want if you decide to move Damian Lillard and you want to rebuild and have her give her the reins for the next generation. foreseeable future. Yeah, mm-hmm. the next generation gets Becky Hammond. That's the only two ways you can go about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I don't necessarily think either one's a bad move, but I I think if I'm Portland a Portland fan, I'd rather have Becky Hammond. Um, the Pelicans are interviewing Nets assistant. Jock Vaughn and oh, Bucks God. assistant Charles Lee is their new head coach. There's some stuff with Pelicans coming in the D3, so mm. we'll just put a pin in this for now. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie is apparently going to reject his $12.3 million option this summer and will become a free agent. Uh, I think he's a great role player on any team you can add. Smart. He can get a lot of money. He can get a lot of money from a team like the Hornets or like a team with a bunch of young people. They just need a veteran presence in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the heat obviously, cause I see the heat yeah. with everybody. Um, I don't know if that'd be a great move or what, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to give them much money. I'd rather save money for like an actual the big Knicks. name. The Knicks would be, he'd fit pretty well. I think they have a lot of money to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, if they can get a big free agent in him, I think that's a yeah. very good move. He's up to move. <laughs> He's still in New York. Exactly. Just stay put. Yeah, I think that. Um, all right, this one was a contender for a deep three, but it was not, so I'm just going to read it out now. Apparently, Carmelo Anthony uh, flew a girl out to London to give birth so he could hide the babies from his wife and so they can get British citizenship. Uh, the, this tweet also said he might be worse in the future. Um, so the whole story, I saw, I saw on Twitter, and I was like, this can't be real. And then I looked it up, and there's a couple articles about it. So whether or not it's real or not, it's definitely has more of there's definitely like more validity with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and Lala just got divorced. Or Wait, her name's Lala. Yeah, Lala Anthony. Jesus. She like, like the, his wife. They just yeah, got a divorce, yeah. and uh, the, either it just happened or it's in the process of happening. And so now that's happening, this mistress decided to speak up and say that she. Was like Mello's side chick, yeah, and she was going. She got pregnant by him, and she was going to get an abortion, and she didn't, or he didn't get with her. Instead, he said, "Move to London, I'll pay for it." And she gave birth to two twin boys. That's the story. I don't know. Do you believe it? So a few things for this one. How awful would that be if you were mad at your girl and you had to be like, "God damn it, Lala!" Yeah, (laughs) Lala. Yeah, like come on, man. Didn't Lala bang Future? Ah, who didn't? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> then, um, also having twins when you're already scared about having one kid with a side chick, big mm-hmm. oof. Oh yeah, when you, like, when you think you one twins? chick's bad, yeah. when you think one kid's bad, yeah. and it pops out two, <laughs> that's real bad. One bastard kid's bad enough that you have twins. It's like, oh no. <laughs> um, and then also that's hilarious. Just be like, oh yeah, we'll make him British. Like, there's just two, two British kids. With uh, Carmelo Anthony's jeans in them out there. Uh, bloody hell, Dad. <laughs> what are you Do doing? Do you British accents? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um, I think... 
I mean, we gotta we gotta put them on Mari. We gotta get the kids. We gotta we gotta line them up, and we gotta see you know composite pictures of Carmelo and the kids. Compare it, see if they look similar. Get yeah. some paternity tests in there. And you are not the father. Yeah, I need some validity to this before <laughs> I accept it. Now, situationally, I think yeah, it sounds like it, it could be legit. I could believe it, but I want facts. Absolutely facts. Uh, I mean, right right now, I'm at the opposite point where I 100% believe this until there's proof otherwise. Mm -hmm. You need proof to confirm it. Right now in my head, this story is too outrageous to be false. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like that chick with the sons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Devin Booker went first. (laughs) Devin Booker went first. Yeah. She even uh, said who went first. Cameron Payne went last. No way. I saw something with Cameron Payne recently where it's like... Because that flop on Joker. Oh, uh, no, I saw... Uh, That's why I went last. It was... Um, what's his face? Uh, Carlton. Alonzo, whatever. Remember when he was... Alonzo Mourning. Uh, remember whenever uh, Chris Paul was... He was Chris Paul yeah, and yeah. Chris Paul's. And it was like uh, campaign yeah. with Chris Paul out right now. And there was like a picture of that, uh, him dressed in the State Farm jersey. Yeah. That's funny. Um, all right, next headline... Another one that could have been deep three, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> um, apparently, for his birthday, Kodak Black got, had a Kobe-themed helicopter made. So he's wearing his Kobe jersey, got out of like a nice car that's all purple and gold, to get into a hangar with a purple and gold helicopter. His birthday just happened like a week ago, and this, these pictures are coming out now, and the comments are like, bro, are you yeah, seriously doing this right now? Like, you can't do the helicopter. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know. It's wild. Uh, shout out to Joey Lazaro. I was just happy for giving us that headline last second. It was <laughs> That's just a wild move. Yeah, that is. You can't uh, do that, man. I mean, that's just so messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. A big trade alert that happened shortly after we posted last week. The Celtics decided to trade Kemba Walker to the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is Kemba Walker and a first-round pick, actually. To the Thunder for Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a pick that was undisclosed at the time. I don't know if it's still undisclosed or not. But essentially, the Celtics, Kemba and Brad Stevens, they they had a bad relationship because of the trade rumors happened through the season. Mm -hmm. Um, So he wanted out. Now he's in OKC. Uh, team that's rebuilding, so it kind of sucks for the, uh, him. Good for the Thunder. They got another another pick out of it. And good for the Celtics. Um, I think the Alfords are great. I mean, they had Al, Al Horford before. They didn't want to pay mm. him the money. That's why I let him walk to Philly. Now he's cheap. Now they need him because they have no big guy. Yeah. And Moses Brown is a young guy. I think he might have been rookie this year. Mm-hmm. And his numbers are pretty solid for a big guy. Yeah. Um, they're like eight points a game in the time he played. So I think both those uh, – Getting both those guys to have depth into your like uh, front court, mm-hmm. I think it's front court. Um, that is huge for the Celtics. Um, over under six months, Kemba's still in OKC. I I think he'll be in there all season. You think? I think. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I can see the deadline. Someone trying to go for him and yeah. the Thunder like, yeah, more picks, please. I mean, Kemba's not in their future plan. Nah. This no, is more of a way to. He's gonna, get they're, gonna, they're gonna flip this into some picks. Mm-hmm. He's gonna kill it with Shy, and uh, you know when he starts like picking up his pace, then they're gonna be like, "All right, you have some serious value now. We're gonna move you." Yeah, I can see it being like Chris Paul thing, where they he plays a whole year, takes him close to the, like the playing game maybe, mm-hmm. and then off season, next off season, gone. See ya. Yeah, exactly. 
Another big uh, breaking news, kind of, as a couple hours ago, the Celtics decide they hired a head coach. Oh, really? So they have a, high, a new head coach, um, Ami Uduka. I, he was Who a Nets assistant. He was a Nets assistant. Uh, I M E. How do you pronounce his first name? I M E. I M E. Yeah. Ime. Ime. Then Aduka is his last name. U D O K A. Dude, I'm so tired of like super team coaches just like getting jobs because they were on super teams. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. I mean, he was an assistant. I've uh, obviously Brad Stevens is. This is a name that is not on the radar at all. Yeah. So Brad Stevens, I think that see, you're, I think it's more of a positive thing though. He saw something. He's in. yeah, exactly. It's like a oh, I like this guy's cut. I like this guy's interview with us. Um, he has something that might work for our system. And I, I mean, right now Brad Stevens had a that was a great trade by him as his first like trade mm-hmm. taking the new reins. So I think this may be. It was very quick. I agree. Very with quick. Saying, but I think it was too quick. Mm-hmm. I think you wait until That's you see thing. what your options are on the carousel, and then once it's like fuck, there's no one. Then yeah, you go. With, yeah, go the Nets. Go with the uh, But yeah, no, I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see if this develops. I mean, this could be like another. Don't want to bring it up, but Eric Spoelstra situation, where it's just like a guy no one really expected to be a head coach, and then he turned out to be a pretty good head coach. Yeah, but that would suck if it was Boston. It would suck a hundred percent. I'm not so for. I'm not for it. I'm kind mm-hmm. of cheering against him being good. Yeah, but at the same time, it's I as a non-biased journalist here, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of some positives you can take out of if you're a Celtics fan. Um, the last headlines before we get into deep three, the NBA draft lottery was last night, and we have our first fourteen picks. So securing the first overall pick was the Pistons. So the Pistons won the lottery. Yeah, they it will get the first overall pick. Uh, number two is the Rockets. Number three is the Cavs. That's the top three, which we'll get into some prospects here in a second. But the top three seems like pretty like locked in. Who's going? Not the order, yeah. but who the top three is going to be. Um, outside the top three, we got the Raptors at four, Magic at five, Thunder at six, Warriors at seven, Magic at eight, Kings at nine, Pelicans at ten, Hornets at eleven, Spurs at twelve, Pacers at thirteen, and the Warriors again at fourteen. Okay. Um, I believe the Warriors' seventh overall pick was from the Timberwolves. Yeah, and fourteenth uh, is their actual pick. Okay. Um, just go through some prospects. I have a nice little list of Bleacher Report's like mock draft, essentially. Mm-hmm. So far from the thing, they are saying a lot of people are saying this, and I think it's going to happen this way that the Pistons will get Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma State first. Very solid guard. He essentially had like mellow vibes. Like okay. his year last year at Syracuse, yeah, uh, for the Cowboys, and I mean, I picked Oklahoma State to go far in the tournament because like, because of Kate Cunningham, mm-hmm. uh, so I think he will be clear cut number one. The Rockets are supposed to get Evan Mobley, uh, a center freshman from USC. He played very well in the tournament. Obviously, they made to like what the lead eight and lost to Gonzaga. Yeah, something like that. Uh, he played very well for them, and I mean, a center kind of fits the Rockets' needs right now. They have. Uh, they have uh, Christian Woods, but the pair him down below with him, that would be a pretty He's solid. a power forward. He's a tr- yeah, he, he's exactly. A you could put power forward there. Yeah. Then the Cavs, number three, is supposed to take Jalen Suggs from Gonzaga. Suggs. He, the point guard from Gonzaga who hit that buzzer beater win in the Final Four. Uh, okay. Uh, he's very solid for Gonzaga all year. He's one of the reasons oh, they were really good. Um, just going through rest. Will Kevin rap- Love get along with him, though? That's the question. <laughs> uh, if Kevin Love's still there. 
dude. But at the same time, if they have Jalen Suggs, Colin Sexton, uh, Garland, that's a solid <laughs> yeah. setup for the future. Darius Garland. Cleveland is just such a toxic atmosphere with this relationship of Kevin Love. Basically, you're Kevin they Love. Just, it's just like it's like that relationship that you see that you're like, why are you two together? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you every guys time just bring I see each other it, pain. Yeah, you two are just fighting all the time. And, like, it's awkward when we're hanging out. You're just going through the motions. Yeah, it's just, like, just end it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a... <laughs> just cut the cord. That's an amazing uh, comparison. <laughs> that's exactly what that is. It's so toxic. Um, I'm just going to go through real quick. We'll see if we see anything cool. Jalen Green, fourth of the Raptors. He was on that G League team, Ignite. Like, the experimental G League team of just prospects who didn't go to college. That's right. pretty sweet. Um, another, number five's Magic, another uh, Ignite player. Jo- uh, Jonathan Kuminga. Kuminga. Yeah, Scotty Barnes. I'm trying to... Oh, Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner. He's uh, Mo, <laughs> Mo Wagner's brother. What? It says he's going into uh, Golden State. Dude, uh, he sounds like he should be like composing music or something. Oh, this is a good guy. Um, the Magic from the Bulls, the eighth pick. Uh, da- uh, Davion, Davion Mitchell. The guard from Baylor, who also wears forty five, like Donovan Mitchell, uh, okay. he killed it in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, he I killed it for that. them. So that's that'd be a good pickup. Yeah, because we're joking that Donovan Mitchell's just like in the tournament for Baylor. Absolutely. I'm trying to see if what's his face is taken. Timothy. 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 Remember that guy, the uh, handlebar. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was projected after after the, the season ended. I looked up the projection. He was supposed to be like a lottery pick, like a late lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bleacher Report does not have him listed here. Oh, those bastards. Yeah. Um. He'll go somewhere. He's the name. Absolutely. Kind of like how Frank Kaminsky was. Yeah. Exactly. All right. That's all I got for the draft lottery. Let's move into deep three. We got three here. Oh boy, I'm excited for this one. Zion, oh, Jay Crowder, or or Benson slash 76ers. Let's get Jay Crowder out of the way. All right. So apparently in uh, game one or two, I forget which game this was, but both games in the Suns, Clippers series happened without Chris Ball because obviously mm-hmm. he's out with COVID. Um, he's expected to play for game three. However, Jay Crowder said that Chris Paul's brother was kind of near the behind the bench area. And he was just yelling advice from the stands, and he basically suspected that's Chris Paul texting him, watching the game live, texting his brother <laughs> what to yell out to like tell the team what to Yo, do. Yo, tell Jay to stop getting his head, get his head out of his ass. Yeah, essentially, he was just yelling out like that's leadership advice, like that Chris Paul would yell during games. But his brother behind the bench was just yelling that out. Uh, would so, be funnier if they got fucking yeah. Alonzo Mourning back there. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> the other Chris. The yeah, other yeah, Chris yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just chirping. Or, or, or Chris Ball shows up as Cliff Ball. Yeah, Cliff Ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this this story broke on from a tweet from Rachel Nichols saying, quote, Jay Crowder told us he suspects Chris Paul was talking, his, texting his brother CJ during the game because CJ was yelling at strategy points from the sideline. Jay, I know that was CP. The Clippers also have a little they, – they also had an assist where um, – Markeith Morris was there behind the Clippers bench. Yeah. Doing almost the same thing. Hold up. So, CJ, is is Chris Paul's brother name? Yeah. Doesn't that stand for Christopher James? I don't know. It doesn't stand for Christopher. I'm going to look it up. I know what it is. Because uh, did they really name both their sons Christopher? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were like, wait, we already have a Chris. I don't know. Call him CJ. Like, yeah. I don't know. Another C, Corey, Corey maybe? 
Yeah, what is it? For like oh, Charles. Charles. Charles Edward Jr. Charles Edward uh, Jr. Is that oh, fun James. fact. He was born the same day as me, February 13th. There you go. Same birthday. You guys can talk about that. I will never meet him. He's too big time for me. He's Chris Paul's brother. You can ask him what Chris Paul would say to you. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that, that, I, there's not really a question for that one. It's yeah. more of like a funny story. CJ is just... Chris Paul is just texting his brother like, do this, do that, do that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. The Sixers slash Ben Simmons or Zion? Let's do Zion. I okay. say the best for last. So according to reports, Zion is questioning his relationship with the New Orleans Pelicans because no the organization hasn't been able to make both him and his family happy after two seasons. I could have told you that uh, the day they drafted him. Uh, you're going to say the same thing <laughs> for this one. Apparently he didn't like Van Gundy. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Um, he didn't like the team trading J.J. Redick because the two were very close. And, I hear um, that, too. If you remember, whenever that. he got traded, J.J. Redick kind of blasted David Griffin, the yeah, GM, yeah. because yeah, he told that. him, if you're going to trade me, can you trade me to a New York team so I can go yeah, home with my family? <laughs> and he said, yeah, sure, and trade him to Dallas. <laughs> um, so basically, this is saying maybe J.J. and him are really cool, and he didn't like how they did his boy J.J. that way. Yeah. Um, and, ba- and all that kind of sh- basically that kind of stuff. Um, do that. All that made Zion weary, and also his family. So his close family, who basically helps him influence him what he wants to do with his life. They all kind of like, dude, you gotta get out of here somehow. Dude, there's some small market teams. I feel like all their owners really care about is the money, because they don't have that kind of history mm-hmm. where they have a championship mentality or they want to win games. All yeah. they care about is ticket sales. So yeah, he's still like you know. Hey Zion, are you happy? Like you know, it, it, like let's cover our bases. Make sure you're happy here. That's but a cash cow. That's because he's the cash cow. Yeah. But like you go somewhere like I don't know the Lakers, Boston, Sixers, like mm-hmm. somewhere where there's been a history there. Then you have like more. You're valued as a player, not as like some cash cow. You know, those larger markets are just better for players like Zion. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, like you said, he's a cash cow, so they want to make him happy. But at the same time. They're doing stuff that's like not. They don't care about anybody else around him. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they're already Lonzo is probably going to leave in the off season. Mm-hmm. There are already rumors circling that like teams might try to make a move on Brandon Ingram. So if you get rid of those two guys too, <coughs> it's literally Zion Will yeah. Smith me by himself, mm-hmm. and he's so early in his career he doesn't want to waste his his whole career in a team that's not going to make him happy. No, yeah. So Dude, I, I'm getting Shaq vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the same yeah. thing happened to Shaq. And then, like, let's see where he goes. Exactly. You He'll know, be maybe it's dominant. just some type of force. Absolutely. Which, I mean, I'm cool if, if Zion wants to go to the Lakers and then come to Miami. Not the Lakers. <laughs> I'm just going off of uh, I'm trying Shaq's to think path. of, like, where it would be really cool. The Heat. Do you think he'd mesh well in Dallas? I think you can't have Zion and Luka. That's true. Luca probably couldn't handle that. I mean, I, I think. What about Atlanta? What about New York? Well, yeah, I didn't want to say that and be that guy. But, I mean, I just don't I mean, know. New York was supposed to draft him. He loves playing MSG. He Remember during the season, he said that's that true. he always that wanted to play here? For him. Yeah, he always wanted I to play mean, MSG. I don't get me wrong, I'd love it. But I just don't see it. Like, what's the quote? He was like, someone asked my favorite arena playing is like uh, MSG. I mean,. Yeah, the Smoothie King Arena yeah, yeah. in New Orleans, but like he quickly said MSG. Mm. That would be that fit in New York. That would be cool. I'm sure his family would be cool with 
him playing in a big market like that, mm-hmm. getting some shine. That'd be. I think that'd be the best case. Sports scenario. Center would lose their fucking minds. You would lose your mind. I would too. Yeah. Would you buy a Zion jersey if they kept Julius Randle and had Zion? And I would say keep RJ Barrett too. Yeah, but you're gonna have to give up something. Yeah, yeah, you have to give up the rest. <laughs> the whole team. Just take the whole team. I mean, just multiple first rounds. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no way you're not going to get that. Like for, three three first-round picks and some player. For a generational talent. That's for a generational it. talent. That's worth it. he and RJ played together, right? Yeah, Duke. Their team yeah, is. dude. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be like the perfect like situation. Absolutely. I didn't right. think about that aspect. All right, I'm all for it, yeah. Yeah, dude, because like, they played together in college. They're they boys. Out They're boys. Yeah. It would probably make R.J. Barrett better than what he's been playing. Like, Not that he's playing, been playing horrible. He's actually been improving a lot. Since he got drafted. A huge step up. Huge year. step up. But, like, you keep Julius Randle, you keep R.J. Barrett, you bring in Zion, you give away a few first-round picks and some players. There you go. Boom. You looking for this? Boom. You looking for this? Insert me handing you a picture of insert, Zion in the next jersey. Insert one seed. Yeah. I'm for number one. Mm-hmm. Zion's number one. All right. Let's get to the the biggest news of the week. Yeah, the best. Um, oh, that's hilarious. I, I, there's not, I don't even have a prompt for this. This is the Sixers. So they, number one seed this year, they they lost to the Hawks, who are currently watching in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben Simmons didn't have a, maybe, I think he had one field goal the entire fourth quarter of every single game. Yeah, he had eight points the last three fourth quarters of the series. That's crazy. <laughs> um, he shot 34% from the yeah, fast free throw the line. 30s. I think thirty-four point something. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Atrocious. you had. Obviously, you had after they lost Game Seven, they asked Glenn Rivers if uh, JC Ben Simmons is a championship point guard, and he literally couldn't answer that. He said, I don't know. Uh, Joe Allen beat after the game. They asked him, "Was a turning point of the Game Seven? He said, "I don't want to say it, but like, yeah, that sh- the, Ben Simmons passing up on that shot to pass it. That was that was the icing on the cake." That was, like, the clear-cut, like, yep, this is a problem here. Absolutely. Um, I um, love the memes that came out, too. Yeah. So, like, I saw the one. It was, like, uh, he they put Ben Simmons' face on a UPS driver. And they were, like, Ben Ben Simmons in the off, like, whenever he gets fired from the Sixers. I saw if, if, and then somebody commented, at least, they, at least the UPS man delivers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw a similar one, but it was, like, this would be Ben Simmons if he wasn't 6'10". <laughs> I remember, uh, I think... My favorite one, though, if you ever feel useless, remember that Ben Simmons wears a shooting sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's very accurate. I lost it at that one. Dude. Um, despite all the bad play from Simmons, though, Daryl Morey apparently came out in his uh, season-ending press conference mm-hmm. and said he doesn't plan on moving Ben Simmons. <clears throat> and, oh, he's, he's, he's lying. And then that he uh, they have an extremely good trio in Simmons, Bede, and Harris. And nah. surrounding them with solid vets is what it takes. Nah, um, dude, you get rid of Simmons. Before we continue the Simmons talk, I just want to pull up a clip from September. I don't want to take by me. Uh, but I honestly, do you think Doc Rivers is a good coach? I think he's very overrated. Yeah. So, so we talked about this in September. Yeah, I remember so that, yeah. We had it. He won the coach of the year before, but back in Orlando before he came like, to 2000. He won the NBA Finals with Celtics in 
same thing. Yeah. After a certain now, now like a whole different team with all the same kind of talent, but you still get bounced second round. The man's been uh, reversed three ones three times his career. That's the most by any coach ever. The, I would yeah. argue, even when he was on the Celtics, like that team only won the finals once. Yeah, a lot of people and blame the LeBron so super team, but still, yeah, but still, like that team should have at least like gotten deeper in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I'm the one point I made. He got three one bunch, including last year and this year. They didn't get three one, but remember that last week when we were recording, and they were up by yeah, twenty in the third quarter. Yeah, so we just lost. zoned it out. Then right near the end, we turn around. It's like, like, holy oh, shit, shit, let's watch this game because it's nuts shit. right now. Yeah. And then the Hawks ended up winning that game. And this game seven was a disaster for Philly. I mean, they're in the whole time. And at the end, it is the wheels fell off. Uh, yeah, so my whole thing with this is what do you think the Sixers need to do in the offseason, one? And two, do you think if Ben Simmons gets traded, that do you think all hope is lost for Ben Simmons? Because I have an answer, though. Again, you get first. He's first. lost his role as a banana. Yeah. As like a one banana, two banana, three banana for a, for a super team. Yeah, okay. I think he has some value coming off the bench or starting – or like being the fourth player. You know what I mean? The fourth best yeah. on the team. I think the, the aspect that he brings defensively is huge, but the liability that he leaves on the offensive side – is too immense for like any team that's trying to contend to go for him. Like if he's going to a team, he's going to like Washington or some fucking team that doesn't really give a shit. Okay, so I disagree with you. Okay, let me get into yeah. that. I think that Ben Simmons, if he stays in Philly, then you're right. He's not going to ever do anything. He's never going to evolve. He's never going to adapt to mm-hmm. uh, make being offensive weapon. He's going to stay the same every single year. I think if you put him in a system with a, a coach who can kind of break through to him, the only aspect of this game that sucks is shooting. He is an elite defender, should have been defensive player of the year this year. Mm. He's an elite playmaker. He can rebound because he's a big body. He can pass very well. I mean, the games where he scored four points in the playoffs, he still had like 12 assists. The only part that of his game that sucks is shooting. And if you're a professional basketball player, you can just take the whole offseason and just put up a 1,000 shots a day, and one day it's just going to click and you're just going to figure it out. And if a team is able to do that, that he is going to be a huge aspect on any team. I just don't think the Sixers are the team to unlock that ability in him. Yeah. Uh, I think you need a better coach than Glenn Rivers because he's not Doc anymore. He fucking sucks. Glenn Rivers is a fraud of a coach. I've said that last year. I'm he's saying it again. officially downgraded to Glenn. He is never going to be Doc. He is Glenn Rivers. He is a fraud. And he's not going to unlock the shooting ability of Ben Simmons. But if you give him a good coach... Maybe, like, uh, not saying he's would fit in the Spurs, but, like, a pop-level coach that can just, like, get through to him, then all the only aspect of his game that sucks is shooting. But the thing is, scoring. the only pop-level coach is pop. <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot of younger coaches out there that can maybe do something with him. But, like, that's, like, if he unlocks his potential. Yeah. But he probably won't. <laughs> he, he He's had so many chances. He's had so many off-seasons where he's like, I'm going to work on my shooting all summer. It's like, all right, Ben, you worked on your shooting all summer. Are you going to figure it out now? Fair. Nope. Fair, but look at what Philly did with Markel Fultz, too. Like, his <sighs> shooting was trash, and he's not a, a first overall pick level in Orlando, but his shooting's way better now because he got out of the shitty organization, which is the Sixers, who yeah. tried to change everyone's shots and teach them this way. You just got to find someone who can, like, 
Hey, don't but, worry about that. Forget everything you knew about shooting a basketball. Here's how you're going to do it. But here's the thing. You're comparing Markel Fultz to Ben Simmons right now. Which Ben Simmons is better. But it's... <laughs> I just can't see him being good. Like, aside from defensively. I can't see him being offensively good. I see. I, I, I just think that's he's still young. He's still early in his career. And that's something that... You're paid millions of dollars and you're already amazing at everything else. All you need to do is just like focus on shooting. I think that's very doable. But like I said, I don't think it's doable for the Sixers. I think the Sixers have to trade in this offseason. Um, good thing for teams looking at Ben Simmons maybe, this potentially this offseason, is he you can get him super cheap right now. Oh, yeah. Like everyone already is like talking how trash he is. Maybe Daryl Morey is like, no, we can still fix him. They're not going to fix him. But <laughs> if you're going to be able to – like you, if you get a right organization – and a right deal for him, I would say go for him. I mean, if the Heat wanted to give him a, a team-friendly deal to get Ben Simmons, I'd 100% take him. And I also think Ben Simmons would be better if you adapt him away from the point guard position. You move him, like, remember they tried the Shake Milton starting and Ben Simmons a power forward? Yeah. It fell apart because Doc Rivers is a fraud. Brett Brown's a fraud. But if you put him in a right situation make him small forward, that mm-hmm. takes his pressure off of, like, facilitating the offense – and maybe you'll unlock something in them. I mean, that's if the Sixers trade them to a, a, a oh, favorable yeah. situation. Yeah, if they don't, then that's... Just, they can just trade them to, like, fucking Houston, and they're like, all right, more picks later. Like, Yeah, yeah. Or OKC. Or just, OKC or something like that. And just more just, picks. Yeah, it's just like, I don't, I don't think it's going to work out for the kid. I heard recently, just a little side note off of this mm-hmm. debate... Um, apparently when Kobe's still alive, he offered Ben Simmons help to fix his jumper. But ben Simmons declined. Or didn't do it. Or something happened. Damn. Imagine if Kobe just taught him how to Dude, shoot. Dude, how do you say no to that? I know. I like, don't know the whole pride, details. I remember her. Pride aside, that. you know? Yeah. Because Kobe's a Philly guy. He's from Philly. So I think yeah. he like, reached out to Ben Simmons. And he, I don't know if he said no. Or, yeah, sure, I'll take you up on it. Never did. I don't know what happened there. But apparently, Kobe tried to teach him how to shoot. Damn. Um, if you're Joel Embiid in the situation, what are your thoughts going into this offseason? I mean, obviously you're you're going to want to stay in Philly. The, the team's built around you. Philly's not going to trade you. But if you're Ben Simmons, do you like threaten Daryl Morey with the it's him or me to get him out of there? I mean, he might like Ben Simmons, but I also don't know if he's – Wait, who? Sorry. If Joel Embiid. If you're Joel Embiid. Because if you go to the same team next year running back, you know it's not going to work. And obviously the team's built around you, and you're the guy, you're the process that everyone's yeah. waiting on. Yeah. And they're not going to trade you ever. If I, if I was Joel Embiid, I'd be like, hey, listen, you got to get rid of him, bring in a shooter, and we'll win a championship. If you don't, then I'm out. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with that. If I was Joel Embiid, I'd do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just going to be more of the same if they keep Ben Simmons. Oh, definitely. Um. And, like, the other thing is, like, is he happy in Philly? Like, even without Ben Simmons, do you think he'd be happy there? That's a question for him, but... Um, I think he, he'd be he happy if, if he... I mean, he's, a, he's an MVP can, candidate. He's an MVP finalist. Uh, the team... The city embraces him. Mm-hmm. Um, the team's not bad. It's, it's not bad, but also... It's their number one seed this year. When you move a player like Simmons, it's definitely going to affect, like, as far as... It's going to set you back, like, a year, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. From, like, contending. Unless it's, like, 
You have a good free agency this summer. Yeah. You also have free agency coming up. If you can move him for cap reasons, sign a free agent. I mean, I know they're looking at Kyle Lowry. Um, he's not like an sh- amazing shooter, but he's not he's not a bad shooter by any means. If they brought in Kyle Lowry and got rid of Simmons, then they'd be fine. And they can maybe get another smaller free agent. Mm-hmm. Then I think they keep the bias. They keep Joel. They keep Seth. They keep Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. They bring it. Get rid of Ben. Free up more cap space. Bring in some depth players. Maybe like Spencer Dinwiddie. That team's yeah. already. That's already <clears throat> team's ready to run it back. That team's ready to run it back. The team they have now is not ready to run it back. No, by any means. Um, that's wild, man. <laughs> yeah, so that that I, I think. Oh, and did you see after they lost? Uh, before like it was over, they Philly fans started throwing stuff on the court. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, that's how they do it. Yeah, I tweet. I just immediately tweeted predictable, mm-hmm. and I already got a bunch of Philly people like comment back like shut up, dude. That's not us, man. Let's not. Well, that's oh. not all of us, man. Philly Owen was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, you guys just don't wonder what the passion is to have an NBA team." It's like fun. You do this in every a, sport. That's a dig. That's a that's a cheap shot. I mean, they do some hockey. Yeah. Remember whenever the, their owner died, they gave up free wristbands, and the Flyers lost in the playoffs. They <laughs> threw all the wristbands on the ice. Like that's the same energy. And we have a hockey team. We never did that. <clears throat> yeah, dude. Philly fans are toxic, but at the same time, they deserve better. <laughs> they deserve better other six years. All right, let's get into the playoff talk and wrap this up. So, uh, since the pod, since the last pod. The Bucks beat the Nets in Game Seven. Um, it wild! Went, it went to overtime. Electric. Uh, after KD delivered a wild shot, the sent to overtime. But the his reason shoes were too big. Yeah, the reason they didn't, they didn't win was because his foot was barely on the line, like mm-hmm. literally an inch back. That'd be game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was on the line. Um, luckily for me, I won a parlay because it went to overtime. Yeah. Uh, Harden did I, but like. Harden wasn't hard, and after the game, they announced he had a grade two hamstring strain that he's yeah, playing. That's how with. it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we lost, but we were supposed to win. Oh man, I had this injury I've been yeah, dealing with yeah. for a while. I've been playing through it. I'm gonna get it worked on now, though. <laughs> uh, Joe Harris did trash last game. Mm-hmm. A lot of Nets fans were calling to get rid of him, but KD, in the, even in the loss, KD went off. Like this whole series, he went off, and he he played out of his mind. Kind of cemented that he's one of the best players in the league currently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously the Bucks won. The Bucks are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Budenholzer may have saved his job by getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they're playing... May have. May have. Yeah. If they lose to Atlanta, I think that's just as bad, though. If they lose to Atlanta, I was going to say, though, they, they're they playing a very favorable matchup right now against the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Way better than seeing the Sixers right here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it looks like the Bucks will probably get there. but Even with a shitty Ben Simmons, it's much better than playing the Hawks. Absolutely. All right, we'll get into this current matchup in a second here. I'm going to do some more recap. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we just talked about the st- the Hawks stunned the Sixers in Game 7. Ben Simmons is trash, like we talked about. Um, we were talking about the crazy comeback, but we did talk about yet in Game 7 how Kevin Herter went off. Yeah. Kevin Herter dropped like 27 yeah, points. Yeah, it was crazy. He dude. couldn't miss a three, couldn't miss mid-range, couldn't miss like yeah, contested layups. Cold. He sucked. He was like one for ten mm-hmm. from like three. Um, he did trash, but Kevin Hurst stepped up and won, and that just pissed Philly fans off even more. Mm-hmm. I saw a video where it's like, "How'd you let Kevin Herter go off on you?" Like freaking out. Um, he just cooks. Seth Curry was great for the Sixers all series, but defensively, he was such a liability in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where near the end of the game, Doc Rivers was subbing out Seth Curry on defense and subbing out Ben Simmons on offense. <laughs> like it was wild. Um, but yeah, the Hawks, the five seed. Hear me out here. 
They're a five seed in the Eastern Conference Finals against the number uh, playing the Bucks. They took out the number one seed. That's exact same path the Heat had last year. Wow. They're the five seed. Second round, they played the number one seed. They beat the number one seed, and now they're in the Conference Finals against the third seed, which I don't know what the Celtics were. They did like third or second. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying the Hawks team of destiny. I said last year the Hawks are a dark horse team this year. You did. You did. We got to find that clip. Uh, yeah, you find your clips. Well, I... And you're doing the work. I also had a point of reference <laughs> because the title of that episode was Is Doc Rivers a Fraud? That's true. So, like, I had... It was easy to find. <laughs> I just had to find the episode that had that and fast forward to the deep three. That was easy to find. But, honestly, though, as much as, much as I hated Trey Young after the Knicks series, I respect the hell out of him for doing that against oh, the you, Sixers. Oh, yeah. And right now, it's only a five-point game. Or I mean, the guy went game. to the two most toxic stadiums in the NBA. If they went to Boston, that'd be even crazy. They just shattered it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Milwaukee's probably, like, so nice. Like, Wisconsinites. Like, yeah, oh, hey. Like... <laughs> well, but don't shoot that. <laughs> oh, they're oh, man, we'll Canada. get you next time. <laughs> oh, want, some, want a cheese curd? <laughs> uh, but, yes. So, that was the Easter Conference. On the West, we obviously knew the Suns won in four already. Mm-hmm. But the Clippers did end up beating the Jazz in six games. It's crazy. Play. Mad respect to Paul George as Yeah, well. Paul George, that series stepped up in the mm-hmm. gap that Kawhi left. Um, Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. Mm-hmm. Terrence Mann went off. Yeah, he did. Um, as a Jazz secondary fan, I was really upset about it. But, like, there was that last game, it was like a blowout all game. It wasn't even close. Rudy Gobert disappeared. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell did his best. But he when he tries to force shots, they don't happen. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the Clippers were able, without Kawhi, to make it to the Western Conference Finals, which brings us into the two current matchups for the Conference Finals. The Suns versus the Clippers and the Bucks versus the Hawks. Um, so the Suns are up currently 2-0 on the Clippers after the first two games. Um, last game was actually Vintage Playoff P, where they had, he had a chance to basically ice the game with mm-hmm. eight seconds left, and he missed both foul shots, yeah. which set yeah. up a crazy buzzer beater for DeAndre Ayton. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, There's an alley-oop from out of bounds where he just tapped it in. Mm-hmm. I saw a reaction video from uh, Stephen A. A. Yeah. yeah, that was wild. Um, Devin Booker. Uh, he went off both games. And this actually uh, brings us to your favorite segment. No. Trivia. Fuck. Trivia. Um. <laughs> you get so giddy every time, too. Because <laughs> you hate him. You know what's funny? It's a twofer. It's a tour. Okay, just lay it on me. Devin Booker had his first ever triple-double in Game 1 with 40 points, 13 rebounds, and 11 assists. He was the first Suns player to have a triple-double in the playoffs since blank. Who was the last Suns player to have a triple-double in the playoffs? These are relatively easy. Steve Nash. Correct. The first one, Steve Nash. Um, but with that triple-double, he was the first Suns player to have a 40-point triple-double since Blank did this in 1993. Fun fact about that last 40-point triple-double, Blank did it in 93. It was also a home game, and it was the exact same final score, 120-114. Well, that doesn't help me. I know. That's just a fun fact. So, fuck, who was on the Suns in, in 1993? It had a 40-point triple-double. I don't even know. I knew you were going to get the first one easily. This this one I knew you were going to trip up a little bit. I have no idea who was on the Suns in 1993, dude. You know this guy. Just think about the last dance. That Suns team was in it. That Suns team lost to Jordan in the finals. Oh. Charles Barkley? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Jesus. You got him. Good job. I got it. I figured it out. 
Yeah, but how wild is that? Barkley's 40-point triple-double and Devin's 40-point triple-double, the mm. only two sons to ever do it, had the exact same final score in his both a home game. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That is really crazy. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Devin Booker went off, and then with that series, Chris Paul will be back next game. There's no word on Kawhi yet. Um, no word means most likely not. So let's pick this series. You know the Suns already have a 2-0 advantage. Yeah, so uh, wait, we got to go through the last one. So okay, the, yeah. the Nets lost, so we both lose the point there. Oh, and the Sixers. Sixers lost, so we both lose the points there. I got a point for the Suns. You lost one for the Nuggets, and we both lost the Chaz. Damn, we only got one. I only got. You got one point. Yeah. So what was it before that? So it is what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, seven to eight. Nice. So I have the lead? Yeah, one point lead. Oh, this is going to come out into a wire. It is. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, all right. Well, Suns are up to us, so I'm assuming we're both going to take the Suns here. Yeah. What Just to you... come down the games. Yeah. Um, so I really want to do Suns in four because Suns in four guy. It depends on if Kawhi comes back or not. I could see the Clippers winning one of the games at home. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go Suns in five. I think they're going to split in L.A., and then Suns are going to close out at home. I'm going Suns in four. All right. Because there's no way it goes six. There's no way it goes six. There's no way it goes six. Definitely not. But, yeah, I'm going to say Suns in four then. All right. Um, and then we're going to move over to the Eastern Conference Finals, which we're currently watching, which is 34-25 Milwaukee in the second quarter, beginning of the second quarter. Um, the Bucks during the regular season matchups, the Bucks beat the Hawks two uh, two out of three times. Mm-hmm. Um but Trey Young didn't play for two of those three games. Wow! Um, both the window, <coughs> the margin of points for the wins were uh, were like eleven points average in favor of the Bucks, but like it was pretty close. It wasn't no game was a blowout. Um, I'm gonna go Bucks and six. If the Bucks want to win, they need basically how to figure out how to tra- shut down Trey Young. Obviously, the teams they played so far in the season didn't effectively do it the entire series. But they have been doing pretty well with it. And Drew Holiday is a very good defensive point guard who can maybe be able to do it. Um, you, you have his bucks and six. six. I was between that and a sweep for the Bucks, but I, I, I didn't feel confident. I mean, I'm cheering for the Hawks. Because I think if the Hawks win one, they're going to win two. I, I, I see. I'm in the King Bar. I think the Hawks are going to win one. That's it. I'll go Bucks and five. All right. So we both are predicting Bucks, Suns, NBA Finals. But that's all crazy, I got. Crazy, crazy. That's wild. That's all I got, though. Do you want anything? Do you want to add? Do you have anything you want to add? Um, no, that's it. All right, we'll take it over to pop culture. You. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace, drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? All right, and let's get into pop culture. <laughs> so first up, Luca dropped on Disney Plus. I haven't watched it yet, but I'll probably watch it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Looks Me like either. Sacha Baron Cohen killed it for voice acting. Is he like the dad or something? He's like the, the uncle. Like the big dude from the, the trailer? Weird looking fish. Oh, uh, okay. Like and the, then Maya Rudolph's in it too. I didn't know that. Yeah. We're, I was saying, she's a mom in this, she's a mom in Onward, and she just got typecasted. <laughs> the Disney Pixar mom. Yeah. Then I also saw Quiet Place 2 this weekend. All right. Pretty good. Pretty out of, good. Out of, what's your scale out of five, usually? Out of five? Uh, I'd say out of ten. We do. I mean, you always do albums out of five. 
Yeah, I thought I did movies out of ten. All right, what's out of ten? Um, but where's the first one out of ten? I see. I haven't seen the first one forever. I I'd say the first one was like an eight point seven. Okay. Eight point five, maybe. Mm-hmm. This one maybe like a uh, seven four. 7.4. Uh, that's not too bad for a sequel. No, it was good. Like, it was good. It held up on its own. Um, was it more horror or action? Thriller. Like, okay. it's not like even horror. You know, I mean, the first one like, really wasn't a horror. It's more either. suspense thriller, you know? Okay. Um, but, like, there were some, like, twists and stuff, you know what I mean? That, like, you might not have seen coming. Mm-hmm. Um, some callbacks and things like that. Couple scenes, dude. I was just like, "Oh fuck!" Like you know, <laughs> like that just sucks. Like si- like situational stuff that you see in like horror movies and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good movie though. I really liked it. Uh, I think they're planning on a third one, so I don't know what they'll do really. But did it set up for a third one? It didn't really set it up, but it like you could, you know. Okay. Because it's kind of like an ever expanding universe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think you definitely could. But it was a really good movie. I do recommend it. It's worth a movie ticket. Like I went and I saw it in theaters. I uh, oh, sorry, I had the ons. Um, I literally just texted my girlfriend and said, "I want to go see Quiet Place Two on Friday." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was good though. I liked it. The first scene, it was like all I, like they drop like the first scene like everywhere. Yeah, the one where they're on the, the streets. Yeah, it's like where everything starts. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like all John Krasinski. It's like all right, this is my time. This it's the only time you'll see me. Yeah. So let's let's ride with it. But, like, I don't know. We'll talk about more when you see it. But, like, I, I had a couple of things that I was like, this, it's kind of like just, like, r- lazy writing in a way for me. But it didn't really matter to the plot. Uh-huh. It was just in terms of the flashback that I was like, that's kind of weird. But, okay. But we'll talk about it more when you see it. Um, Harrison Ford was injured while shooting a fight scene for Indi- Indiana Jones 5. Hence, why Hollywood needs to learn when so- to let some <laughs> franchises end. <laughs> Because your fucking main star just gets like hurt. Because he's old. Yeah. Like, why the hell is he doing his own yeah. yeah. I mean, I know why. It's Harrison Ford. He flies on planes and crashes them mm-hmm. and survives. Like, he's a big, your own stunt guy. Yeah. But no. like, he's older. He got hurt in Force Awakens. Remember he did broke he? his leg? Oh, did he? Yeah, he broke his leg because the door, like, malfunctioned and dropped on him. Uh, I thought it was when he fell down that fucking... <laughs> yeah, like, that, was real, that was in effect. So he <laughs> fell, he fell down at him. Yeah, Adam Driver actually tossed him down. And he stabbed him and tossed him. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> no, but uh, I think he, I mean, he was on like Jimmy Fallon or something like that, and he said he injured his leg because the door just dropped down on him. Uh, yeah, those um, automatic doors. But you, you would think he wouldn't be doing his own fight scenes. He's old. How old is he? I don't know, man. He's like, I think he's like seventy. He's, I think he's well into the 70s. 77. 77. 78. Damn. That was close. You were really close. How many wives did he have? Does he have? Four. Three. Close. You're one off. Damn. Damn. That sucks. But, uh, and then moving on. So, Suicide Squad dropped the new trailer today as well. Uh, it looks good, as always. But... I just feel like Bloodsport is like great value Deadshot. They just Will Smith didn't want to do is they found another black so they're man like do okay, similar and thing. they're like okay so like we need a we need a Deadshot Will Smith type character okay how about Bloodsport he well, just well in the comic he's not really like Deadshot well we can make him like Deadshot 
And they're like, all right, well, how do we do that? It's like, well, what do we do for the first movie? And they're like, explain. He's like, all right, let's do that. Like, it sounds like a screen rant. Uh, like, literally. Pitch it's, meeting. It's like, <laughs> it's like his daughter is like, you know, they're threatening, threatening his daughter. And he's like, okay, I'll work with you. Just don't hurt my daughter. This, this literally, Same thing like that shot. This literally sounds like a screen at this meeting where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. how hard would it be to switch Will Smith or Idris Alba? Uh, pretty easy. Not an inconvenience <laughs> at all. Super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, that's what he always said. <laughs> um, and then, like, in the first one, you have Will Smith, like, kind of seeing Harley Quinn as, like, a daughter type figure. Yeah. You know, and then, like, in this one, it seems like it's going to be Ratcatcher is going to be like that. So I don't know. I mean, it'll still be good, but it's that I, I kind of found that found that funny and weird. You know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, this, I agree one hundred percent with you. And I didn't think of that, and then when you said yeah. it, I'm like, oh, that's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like dead on. But the know? rest of the trailer is sick. So mm-hmm. I, I'm after seeing the trailer, I'm even more excited. I was already excited for this, but yeah. I'm even more excited. It looks like they're going to really heavily sell uh, John Cena's character too for the HBO show. Oh yeah. He, he has some great like he'll one-liners. Prob- he'll probably, yeah, he'll have all the one-liners in the scenes, you know. Um, I, I I like that one Pete Davidson scene that he's sitting next to Weasel. He's like, what the fuck is It's a he's werewolf? Like, he's like, get me out of here, get me out of here. <laughs> um, then what else? So then there's another trailer. Scooby-Doo meets Cursed Cowardly Dog. This is an electric. It's the most, it was the most ambitious crossover I've seen since the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour. <laughs> Essentially... Scooby Doo and the gang go to nowhere and meet up with Curse the Cowardly Dog to solve their latest mystery. That it's amazing, and it just looks awesome. Like, I, I would totally check it out. It looks I like it's going straight to DVD. Like, oh, sorry. What, what what Warner Brothers is that? HBO Max, Warner Brothers Animation. Yeah, so HBO Max or probably probably that. yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'm definitely gonna watch it. And yeah, as soon as I find it. Yeah. It's just hilarious, man. Yeah, it's been great. It's one of those things, it's like, how have they never done that before? Because it seems so, like, obvious, you know? You got two dogs that two dogs kind that of talk. That, like, deal with scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both, like, kind of, like, cowards. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Transformers 7, the title released, it's going to be called Rise of the Beast. Oh, my God. I don't give a <laughs> And it's set in Brooklyn, 1994. This is... So after the Bumblebee movie, but before the Michael Bay movies. But, but Bumblebee was back in the day? Yeah, it was set in like the 80s. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like his origin story. I really, I know I don't really care about Fast and Furious. I don't care about this Trapparentis at all. Yeah, I mean. I, I, I fell asleep during the first one. I watched the Bumblebee movie. It was like, all right. I wouldn't have paid to see it in theaters. Yeah. But for streaming, I was like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out. Um, It's like a popcorn flick. You know, it's just yeah, like, yeah, I, what the fuck? I just don't know why they keep making them. Tons of action. You know, a couple of babes. It's the way they roll. Um, Michael Bay still involved with all these? He might be a producer, but he's definitely not directing. Yeah. But the Beast Wars is, like, kind of cool, like... That's where they get, like, all the fucking animals and shit. Like, they turn into, like, animals. Yeah. Like, mechanical animals. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of cool. But we'll see how that plays out. And then Steven Spielberg signed a massive deal with Netflix to make multiple films. I think including his biopic that he's doing. Like, his, his one he's making about himself. I mean, where yeah. like Seth Rogen's playing his uncle or something. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I, that's I, I'm for too. it. I'm for that one at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many deals. Uh, I don't movies? know how many multiple films, films, but okay. yeah, it's just multiple. And then apparently James Gunn talked to Marvel and DC executives about a Suicide Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> crossover movie. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. I, I mean, know. it won't be kind of cool. It'd be really cool. It's just yeah, never gonna. It happen. never happened. There's. 
Because there's no DC would be like, yeah, let's do that, and then Marvel would be like, eh. Nah. I could <laughs> see like down the road more when Marvel mm-hmm. does after this next phase, the next setup. Yeah. When the shit gets really wacky, yeah. start doing because all those uh, Justice League versus Avengers comics and mm-hmm. shit like that. I could kind of see it eventually, but not for another like 15 years. Possibly. And James Gunn like, Yeah, is James Gunn even doing it by then? No, absolutely not. But that was all I have for movies. Anything you want to toss in? No. That would be sweet, though. All right, let's take it over to TV. We have a lot this week. Mm-hmm. So we had the newest Bad Batch episode, the newest Loki, and the newest Rick and Morty. And then we didn't see Dave season two, episode one and two yet, but... I'm going to see it tonight. Th- those were dropped. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. Definitely before the mm-hmm. next episode. Um, so what do you want to start with? Well, I didn't see Rick and Morty yet, so do you want to do that? And just, doing, just roll through Rick and Morty? Yeah, do Rick and Morty real quick. Rick and Morty was hilarious. I mean, it was... It was like, what was, it, what was like the premise of the first episode? So, essentially, Rick's nemesis shows up, and the side plot is Rick and his nemesis are like working out an agreement of terms, mm-hmm. while the whole story that we're focusing on is Morty... Um, essentially running errands for Rick, but trying to have a date with Jessica. Okay. And that's kind of like the whole thing. That's hilarious. No, it was pretty funny. Pretty like trip, like mind fuckery, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good episode to open up with though. Yeah. Absolutely. So a couple of callbacks to like previous episodes too. So I like that. It depends on how much, how light I'm up tonight. I might watch all three. Yeah. And they're I mean, all half an hour. That's only, only an hour and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. If that. Yeah, and I don't work till 11 tomorrow, so might as well. But, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, so do we want to do Loki next? Let's do Loki, because that's one we're going to have to do spoiler alert for. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Bad Batch, we haven't really been any spoilers for, so let's do Loki, get that out of the way. Yeah. I'll uh, put five minutes on the clock for the start. If we need to get further, we can. But we might this not one, even need the full five minutes. Yeah, exactly. This one will be pretty quick. Ready? And fast forward five minutes. Now. All right, so... What was her name again? Sylvie. Sylvie. Yeah. Yeah. So Sylvie is a character in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Chance not Lady Loki. Like yeah. It's a whole different character, not tied to Loki at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I forget the whole backstory. I watched a video about it. I didn't watch. I've, I've been trying not to watch the videos during these shows because um, I feel like it just fucks with my head, and I expect things, but they don't happen. Well, that's what happened with WandaVision. Yeah. But yeah. I like it for like. Oh, this, like, what's the plan? Lamenta, whatever, lament, whatever one. Yeah. I, I I guarantee that's something in the comics, and I want to know why, because mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I'm into the comic stuff, but I never read any of the comics. I only read one story arc of a comic ever. Yeah. And it was a Captain America one. Yeah, I wonder, because it was set in 2077, so it was in the future. Yeah. So I don't know, and it seemed like they were all Earthlings. They, they were like humanoid. for the most part, yeah, yeah, humanoid creatures on the planet. So I don't know if that means they're Earthlings, and maybe that's like Earth Two or something like that. I mean, look at Asgard—they're all humans essentially. Yeah, that's also true. And like most of the people in the Guardians of the Galaxy universe are humanoid. Yeah, just different know? colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no, this is a really cool episode. You really you see the bond between Loki and Sylvie, which is also Loki. It just goes by Sylvie now as an alias. Yeah, yeah. Um, you get more of her backstory. You get more of the character development between the two, which I think is going to be pretty pretty sweet duo. Yeah, I wonder. I don't think they're going to like. Do you think they'll re, so like they obviously plan season two? Do you think they'll reuse her? I think so. Maybe. What I'm thinking, if I do some predictions here, mm-hmm. 
Um, we kind of already hinted at it before, but this whole episode, Sylvie tried to get to the TVA to get to the timekeepers and basically just murder them. Yeah. Um, they got stopped short. They got thrown into the future, and the tie the, the temp pad got broken, so they're kind of stuck there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think by the end of this, you'll find out, which we already kind of hinted, that the TVA is actually the villains. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned in this episode that the TVA agent, who she had under her control, was... She had a past life, and all the TVA Honest. agents are just variants, but they don't know it. Mm-hmm. So that shows that TVA is definitely the big bad here. Yeah, and I can see if somehow those two work together and like topple the TVA and like expose it all. That next season, they're both going to be like working for the TVA, which would kind of explain why they all speak like English. Yeah, they're all the TVA. literally just humans. <laughs> they're all just humans that are fucking in the TVA headquarters, and it also explains like the uh, memories that they have. Like, they always have those, like, dreams. Like, uh, Morbius has the, the uh, jet ski dreams. Yeah. So. Never been on a jet ski, but he definitely has. But he definitely has been in the past. Yeah. yeah. He's probably, like, professional jet skiers. Yeah. Like that. So, the, so basically, <laughs> these are variants that, like, the TV just mind wipes there. Now, mm-hmm. you're, now you work here. And I saw one thing, and it's, they're theorizing that Kang is one of the time keepers. Yeah. So, maybe he's, like, a de facto one or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, all the statues that you see, it kind of looks like it could be Kang. I could see it just being Kang. No one else. Okay. It's not three. It's just him. Yeah. yeah and it's, like, the man behind the curtain of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, because Loki keeps asking for, like, this meeting with the timekeepers. So, I think he'll finally get it by the season's end. Yeah, we're going to see the timekeepers. And it's going to mm-hmm. be, they're going to be the big bad. Yeah. Of this series. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Other than that, this episode is just about... Sylvie and Loki getting to know each other more yeah. and becoming a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it ends in the cliffhanger. Like They're on a world that's like blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> and there's yeah. no way out. So Ooh. it's great action this episode. Those two teaming up and fighting all those, those uh, whatever they're called, like the guards for that, whatever planet that is. Mm-hmm. And the whole last part of it, I remember during it, I said, like, look at this one shot that's going on right now. Yeah, it was just a single paint shot. Of, like, a, basically the world ending around mm-hmm. them, which is was so sweet. Yeah, it was awesome. Good directing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, also, like, uh, it, it, I liked how they were kind of teaching each other the powers they had. Yeah. yeah. So, like, oh, you don't do this? Like, oh, I do this. Like, here's how I do it. How'd like, you learn it? Did you learn it? Now way. you're a better Loki. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Tell me about your mother. Oh, my mother did this. That gave me vibes of Luke and Leia. I don't remember my mother. Yeah, kind of. In a way. Yeah. But um, I kind of want to like see what her... So she's from Asgard then, right? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, like we don't even really fucking know. I kind of want to see like what her world was like, you know? I'm sure... Like, I need a flat... I need like a 20-minute flashback of her becoming this variant. I can see that being like a part of an episode coming up. Yeah. There's only three left. Yeah. Um, like, once we get the full detail of her maybe evil plan, maybe it's a good plan, mm-hmm. but we just think it's evil from the perspective we're looking at it right now. All right, we're at five minutes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Just end it. Yeah. A good episode. Well, Check yeah, it out. Great. Um, ooh, Trey Young's in his third personal foul. Third quarter. Beginning, too. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Not good. All right. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Um... Is I mean, aside from, like, Crosshair showing up and their whole cool plan to escape, mm-hmm. and then the obvious one, Cad Bane at the end. That was sweet. That was awesome. That was so sweet. But, is, like, is there anything else? Um, 
trying to think. Not really. It's just essentially where the last episode picked up, the scrappers turned him into the Empire. Mm-hmm. Empire showed up, led by Crosshairs, and they just, Crosshair keeps trying to kill him. Yeah. But they just keep getting out of it. But I think... So the one takeaway, obviously Cad Bane got Omega. Mm-hmm. And that was a sweet reveal at the end. And uh, Seth Green is the, the voice of the robot again. Oh, is he? Yeah, nice, he, nice. He, he was in the Clone Wars, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so his little... Uh, sidekick is Seth Green. Yeah. Um, but the crosshair thing where he basically got messed up by that jet engine, that ion engine or whatever yeah. it is, a lot of people think maybe that might mess with his inhibitor chip a little bit. I don't think so. Because I thought that when I first watched it, but whenever like they were like, what do we do? And he's like, go get them. Or like, do yeah. the, you know, he kind of like was still in his ways. But so I, I can, don't think that's the case. But maybe it starts to fuck with that's it. That's what I'm thinking. Like maybe we're going to get seen cross by himself and he's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. Like, good soldiers follow orders. Oh, no, my friends. Oh, you know what I mean? I mean, I think by the end of it, Crosshair is going to go back. It would be cool if he broke it on his own. Oh, yeah. It would be really cool if he did that, but I just don't know if they're going to do that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... Because it would kind of, like, say, like, oh, all the clones and all the stormtroopers could have broken free of it. Yeah, but, I mean, he's different because they're mutual ones. And Omega reiterated... The, from episode one where they're in the brink together mm-hmm. like it's not your fault you're, you have an inhibitor chip she basically told him again reminded him yeah then this, then the accident happens and I think I think you're gonna see glimpses of the next couple episodes of him like trying to snap out of it yeah oh oh and the last thing too is whenever Hunter goes down in that sick western duel <laughs> with the Cad Bane yeah so uh, when they rest of uh, the Bad Batch comes and drags back on the ship as they're shooting people. Mm-hmm. That view from like, the POV from Hunter was sick. Yeah. And it reminded me of Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> with when Shepard kills Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I wonder how... So, like, they were like, we gotta go get Omega. It's like, yeah, but how are you gonna get Omega? Like... Cad Bane's one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy. Yeah, it's like, you don't know where he's going, who hired him. Yeah. I mean, they're like, gonna go to Sid. You said the lizard bitch? Yeah. Okay. Voiced by the, the chick from Cheers. That doesn't help me. Uh, she's married to Danny DeVito in real life. That also helps me. Nothing. Rita Perlman. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, are you right. 100% know who she is. I, I probably recognize her face, but I just don't recall the name. Um. All right. But yeah, I just don't know how, like, you don't have, like, a tracking device. Rita place. Perlman, sorry. Okay. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just don't know how you're going to keep track of Omega, you know what I mean? Like, how are you going to, like, oh, maybe she's going here in this galaxy. Like, yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, there it is. Oh, they're on this Outer Rim planet. Uh, I mean, they're going to go back. Unless they maybe try to find out who the buyer was for that thing. Yeah, they're going to find out it's Camino. Ooh. Because Camino's going to put the bounty on her. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what Camino wants with her. I mean, it's a, it's a contingency plan for... Definitely, she's definitely is messing around with force sensitivity. I think it has to go deeper than that, though. It could definitely, but like, because like if it's just a contingency plan, it's kind of fucked, you know. I mean, for them, that that's their ticket to keep the empire on contract. Mm-hmm. But which we, goes with but the, they the didn't tell, but they didn't tell the empire about her. Yeah, because they're they're saving that ace up their sleeve. Maybe which ties in the Mandalorian. The people at Baby Yoda was. Had Camino patches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, and I then, think it's gonna tie into that stuff. And then Dave season two episode one and two dropped. 
I f- we forgot about it last week. We didn't mention it. But I, I started watching the first episode. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to finish that after this uh, recording, probably. But I'm liking what I'm seeing. I think it's going to be a great season. They've already said there's going to be a ton of cameos this year. So this is sweet. Did you say the next one is going to be Kendall Jenner? Yeah, it looks like. I mean, it was just like the the uh, thumbnail thumbnail for the episode, and it was like mm-hmm. uh, Kendall Jenner and Haley uh, Haley Bieber and one of their friends in the pool with Little Dicky, and I was like, "That's going to be hilarious." It's <laughs> great. That's going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Bieber has to be on the show eventually. I don't think he will be this year. Not this year, but, but, but Benny Blanco, like his wife. they getting to it, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think, didn't Dave mention Bieber when he's talking to Benny Blanco last yeah, year? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's definitely going to be on it. Yeah, he went to Bieber's party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bieber wasn't there. Benny Blanco's like, you think he's here? No. <laughs> no, why would he be at his own party? Yeah. <laughs> I found that hilarious. That's so funny. But all right. Um, I have one more thing for TV. I have, oh, okay, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you go first. Did, yeah. I have two more things. Then. I forgot so about Mindy, that one. Mindy Kaling has a new workplace comedy show in the works coming to Netflix. Uh, it's going to be set in the L.A. Lakers management team. And Jeannie Buss, like, the owner of Lakers, is in on it. Yeah, I can see the show being amazing. It's going to be amazing. Like, you're just going to have, like, I, I want it in the style of The Office, mm-hmm. in a way. Like, kind of like Parks and Rec and all that shit was. Mm-hmm. But you have, like, Lakers coming in for cameos occasionally. Like, LeBron James is like... I can't deal with Anthony Davis right now. Like, this yeah. shit's pissing me off. Like <laughs> Anthony Davis puts a stapler in Jello. <laughs> um, I what was I going to say? Oh, there's going to be mad cameos. I think, mm-hmm. if, especially if Jeannie Buss is in on it. Yeah, like that just shows. Like she's gonna she's if she's like a part of like the producing team or whatever mm-hmm. production team, then you're gonna get like Magic Johnson. You're gonna get all these guys, and I can see it being like a mockumentary, like you're saying, but it's about like. A 30 for 30, essentially. Yeah, yeah. That'd be kind of sweet. Oh, I can't wait. Looks good. Yeah. Um, my last one was I saw a uh, trailer for a re- reality dating show on Netflix. Oh, called, boy. It's called, my alley. Called Sexy Beasts. <laughs> All right. Wait, I'll pull this up. It, it's, it's, I don't even need to hear I'm in. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's hilarious. So I'm not in on. I'm usually not in on dating shows or anything like that. Yeah, what's the premise? They put on movie oh, no. accurate like animal costumes. Oh no! And they go on dates in a real with the Dude, real so world. Many nightmares, man. Ooh, <laughs> the fuck! They literally don't know what these other people look like, and they go on dates in the real world. You see, you see people at dinner, and there's other people around who are normal like people. Do you know these people are getting kinky as shit with these fucking uh, costumes? It's crazy. This is what I was looking at. Yeah, oh, God. I don't know if I could actually watch an episode of this. Wait, this is the funniest part coming up. Wait. So what if I pick you and I'm not what you expect on my Where's the one? Wait, I don't know if it happened yet or not, but the one guy was like, they're talking about personality, and he's like, oh, yeah, wait, this guy, the beaver guy. Oh my god, this is bad radio right now. Did you hear that? Ass first, personality second. Yeah. This is so funny. Let me see. That's so fucking weird, man. I'm all in on this show. What's that on? Netflix. Oh no. 
It's gonna be amazing. It's convenient to watch. It's gonna be, it's gonna be electric. I, uh, I mean, the promo guy said that's one of those shows that like you'll be watching, and somebody like will walk in, and you're watching it, and you have to like explain like the. Don't think you're watching like a furry show. Yeah, yeah, you have to explain like what you're watching, why you have to like lay it out all on the table. Damn. Or else you come off as a weird motherfucker. Like, Love is Blind, <laughs> all this reality dating shows that I'm out on. But you get two people dressed like furries going in the real world for dates. Like, they're in the real world? Like, they're just like... Yeah, there's they're scenes where they're at restaurant for dinner and other people around are like staring at them weird. Bro, what the... F- okay, They got bowling and the lanes next to them were normal people. What the fuck, And it's dude. one of those... Could you imagine getting out-bowled by a fucking dude that looks like a beaver? Oh, that was great. He, uh, and the oh best part about God. it, too, it's not one of those, like, dating shows where it's like, all right, if I'm a match, it's like they get on, it's like one of those MTV shows where they have a date with three people, and at the end, like, parental control or something, and they get to pick. Parental control is a great uh, show. Those those are their dating shows I love. Next, parental control, Next, oh, uh, room raiders, like, Dude. all those shows are great. Parental control. It's always like just the, your the boyfriend or girlfriend just like a, yeah, or just a big old douche. <laughs> yeah, it's always a douchebag. Yeah, and they're sitting watching the dates, yeah. and it's like I banged your daughter last night. Shut up! <laughs> yeah. That show was amazing. Yeah, they'd be like kissing on the date, and he's like, "Yeah, I'd do more with her there." Like, it's like <laughs> my yeah. first day, I grabbed some tit. It's <laughs> like shut up, and the dad's about to kill this dude. God damn it, man! Parental Patrol, what a what a great show! I'm about to, it's on Paramount Plus. I might get Paramount Plus just to watch that. Wait, it's on Paramount. Oh, I think all the MTV shows back oh, in the day are no. on it. Oh no! Like Next was a great one. Like, to, oh, wait, my buddy has Paramount Plus. I think I have it actually. I think I get, he gave me. I need to double check, but I'm pretty sure all the MTV shows are on Paramount Plus. Wow. All right, all right. Well, let's take it over to music then. Before we get into jams, uh, this is a quick. Headline I saw before we recorded, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 announced that he has cancer. Um, I don't know how how far along or what kind of cancer it is, but he's one of my favorite bass players of all time, so hopefully he's okay. Yeah, that's some shit, man. So, like, the OG3 were, like, Tom DeLong, mm-hmm. Travis Barker, and then Mark Hoppus. For those who don't really know who he is, he's basically, if, if he's in the, he's, like, a part singer, too. He's, like, in half the songs he sings. Mm. Is it like, uh, what is it like? Is it like throat? Did it say? Oh, uh, no, I, I didn't really get into that part. Is it like I just saw, fuck up his vocal cords? I just, I just saw the headline. I didn't really like jump into it. Um, but yeah, it sucks, but hopefully he's okay. Diagnosed with cancer. You can move on, I'll find it. All right, but uh, let's get into to the uh, new music this week. Leading off, um, let me pick three. All right, that's definitely one. All right, I got my three, but if you want to toss one of these ones in, then you're more than welcome to. All right. This one is Intro from Logic. From Logic. Logic's back. I guess his stint on Twitch did not work out well, so he's now back into the rap game. Who is? Logic. Oh. So yeah, Logic back. I mean, we'll see. We'll yeah. see how he plays it out. But uh, I'm kind of glad he's back. 
it was kind of weird when he was like, oh, I'm retiring, I'm going to Twitch. Like, all right, dude. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're, be- you're better off as a rapper, man. I saw, like, his Twitch channels. He's always, like, playing Mario Kart and shit, which I was all for. But I was like, I feel like you're not going to get many, like, views for this shit. You know what I mean? It's not mm-hmm. like you're doing, like, pro streams of, like, Call of Duty or something. Yeah. But. Yeah. Then, uh. This no, sorry. Week, I spaced out because Mark Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. He, it didn't say what kind of cancer. He said he's been going through chemotherapy for the last three months. Didn't yeah. say anything yet, but. And then, uh, next up I have Angles by Wale featuring Chris Brown. It's a vibe. It's a vibe, yeah. Yeah. Then, um, How Did I by Migos. Is this from Keep Culture 3? I don't know, because it came out this week and Culture 3 came out last week. Mm. <laughs> I feel like if you, we didn't do two chance quotes, Migos quotes would be up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Juicy J and Migos, definitely. <laughs> um, so this is where we get into jams of the week, though. Um, first one I have listed is uh, CeeLo Green in Rare Essence, mm-hmm. Baby Don't You Go-Go. I love this already. <laughs> I love that. See, look, Green's back. Dude. I already saved it. <laughs> Uh, next one I have is Ball If I Want To by the Baby. Standard the Baby. I love the Baby. My dad And then uh, I think this one's a lock for Jam of the Week, but it's called Let Them Know by Mabel.
I like that. Yeah. So what are you what are you gonna give it to then? Is it CeeLo or Mabel? Or the baby. Or the baby. But I feel like it's it's CeeLo. Well, I love the diva, the baby. <laughs> I, I want to give it to CeeLo Green, but you're you wanted to go to the Mabel, so I'll give it to Mabel. Alright, alright. Let them know by Mabel is your jam of the week. Be sure to check out the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on Spotify, as well as the podcast now on Spotify as well. It is now on Spotify. Um, but with that, take it away, Ryan. Yeah. Um, so, like I said in the top of the show, uh, help support us, help support this podcast um, by buying a koozie for $7. Um, very affordable, very sweet koozie. And like I said, it'll help us out a lot. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Dirty J Sports. Um, interaction on those platforms will also help us out a lot. Um, it'd be great. Listen to our podcast on SoundCloud, Talking Dirty Minds G at an Apostrophe, as well as Spotify, Talking Dirty Minds G at an Apostrophe, presented by Dirty J Sports. Yeah. So, with that being said, two chains, line of the week. Hmm, there's a good, there's two good ones on the ground, thing. <laughs> um, alright, dripping so much sauce on your bitch, look like she wetting the bed. Jesus. That's aggressive as hell. That's great. All right, I'll see you guys. All right, man. Peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival. She said that I don't care as she swept back her hair. I guess this isn't our revival. The ocean view gets me every time. I know I'm out of flying, but I know that it gets better. Show me a sign as we're dancing here in the perfect silent weather. Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat. Only then will you know what I mean. Baby, you're messing up my phrasing. It's questions that you're raising. Just know you really drive me fucking crazy. Stones throw the things you learn are always showing. Oh, baby, I think I know why you aren't left behind. These things are contradicting. I know somewhere that I will pass you by with a sunset in the sky. Do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep. Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet. When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat. time.